connection. I got this. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Mirror Records Podcast. The day we have on. Me, Amber Russell. Amber Russell. <laughs> For those of you who've been paying attention, the second time we've had Amber on, so yes. glad to have her back. Yes. Good to have some people in Memphis area, uh, being able to speak to them and talk to them and find out what's going on. But uh, So what, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Well, I've been out to California a couple of times. Yep. I did a women's workshop event. So great. And I... It's funny, I, I just follow a bunch of people on Instagram, you know, and they put a ad out saying, hey, we need people to come and just, you know, be a part of our workshop. I said, yeah, why not? And so I didn't think I was actually going to get it being so far away. And they asked me to come in. So I, I got some sponsorships and I'm going <laughs> to be there. And I figured it out a way and I flew out there and it was the most incredible thing I could have experienced for like an event happening last year. Just very um, it was solely or predominantly based on, on women leadership, you know, because I think even in our last conversation, we talked about just the differences between, you know, females and, and males and just how social and cultural differences, you know, put yeah. on us. Um, so it was nice to see that even like men participated and joined in these different women empowering business leader workshops. So I got to experience that. Made me feel so good in the sense that, I had eight people and more people wanted to come and join my group and mm. come apart from the audience. So I talked about being a drop of honey. So Abraham Lincoln, love, love that man. Um, Lincoln, huh? Yes, Abraham Lincoln. And so I have Lincoln <laughs> leadership. And so he was just huge on just different entrepreneurial things. And of course, you know what he did for um, our history. And so, yeah, he talks in one of his speeches on... Uh, if you are to convince man you are his sincere friend, um, be a drop of honey. Hmm. A drop of honey catches more flies than a gallon of gall. So it is with men. So if you're going to convince somebody of your just cause, it'll be easier to get them on your side because you have shown them that you're their true and genuine friend. Okay. So being a drop of honey, I taught these ladies about just different, um, I don't want to say personality things, but just... In the sense of when you're being genuine, how how do you feel genuine? You know, mm -hmm. how whenever people are talking to you and, you know, you had that moment of, I felt heard, what does that feel for you? So a lot of that is active listening, body language, eye contact. We don't like to do that a whole lot, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and it's also asking questions. And it's not the sense of, hey, how are you doing today? You know, it's getting down to the core. And so a lot of these women were actually business leaders. So they ran an organization or they had their own little shop. And so when I was telling them about different questions to ask, it, it was more in the sense of what do you care about? Because what we talk about, it is what we care about. So what does that client care about? If they're going to be honing on a certain detail, that's probably something they want to write down because then later on they can then set up a proposal and let them know, I noticed you talked about this thing. I made sure to include this or I made sure to solve this problem. Hmm. So it's asking those deep questions and active listening to actually understand and convince man, I'm your genuine friend. I'm your genuine business partner for the future. Yeah. So it was very nice. That was good. <laughs> yeah, I've always thought about like 
if you ever want to get somebody to, you know, be on your side or convince them or something, you should be able to relate to them. Because like when somebody, when you can relate to somebody, they start, they start thinking the same, like you start having the same thoughts and the same reactions to things. So that's, that's a very good point. I, th- I think um, that's what a lot of politicians will try to do. Like if they want you, if they want you to vote for them, they'll try to start relating to you. Like, uh, I, I used to work in the fields just like all of you two. And it's like, Okay, I see what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's funny because Abraham Lincoln, he was one of the things that he was known for is having, quote unquote, open door policy. Hmm. So anybody walked into his office and he never once turned them away. Hmm. He listened to them. And so that's one of the key factors of him being the president you know, of the United States was the fact of he allowed people to come inside and just, just talk. And of course, everyone's going to complain, you know, and everyone's going to have their opinion. And he always had some sort of anecdote to relate to them to be able to win them over or give peace to their mind. And then next person came in. So (laughs) I just thought that was very cool. The sense of, yeah, he related with them, too. (laughs) Um, So when you went out there, like what how how that get all set up? Oh, huh, whew, all right. So <laughs> um, once I got the email saying, hey, I'm invited to go, I think I only had maybe three weeks, Who if that. You? Huh? Who emailed you? Oh, um, the, she's called, or the organization is called the Women's uh, Expo. Okay. And uh, that's who posted the ad on Instagram. And I just, um, they gave me an email. So I just, you know, sent in the questionnaire along with a few uh, other details about myself. And then they, they chose me. As one of the women leaders for their workshop. So it was like, that was really cool. So the Women's Expo, and I just went to work on finding sponsorships. So I, I use this software. I don't know if you've ever used it before. Uh, it's called Canva. So I went on Canva. I think so. It's really yeah. cool about making even uh, Instagram posts, Facebook yes. posts, okay. yeah, yeah different flyers. And yeah. so they had that section of flyers. So I found it. I found me a cool little one that I can, you know, just like play around with. I got a, a photo of me and then I just started thinking subconsciously and then of course out loud who can I reach out to that a fits with what I'm trying to do and that b would also like to take their business nationwide because if I just go with a more locally focused like Memphis there's got to be tourists or they've got to have some type of website to be able to draw in that traffic you know um if and if they want to stay local well then i'm not helping them they're not helping me so then i'll just buy from them locally or something you know there's other ways to help people out like that but yeah so i started thinking about people i found a couple and they were able to sponsor me so miss pat pitchford she is um a medicare so she does like different insurance health insurance um very very sweet woman love her to death um and she um well she does Memphis, but then she also does different health insurance, too, to be able to go nationwide. Okay. So then I was able to get with her on that. Jason Hall, he's um, the speaker's mechanic. And I did not even think about this, but when speakers, singers, or even professors, they use their voices a lot, mm. it, get, it becomes strain, you know? So yeah. he helps people how to get out of that strain or how to practice, you know, warming Mm. up your vocals and um, don't have to be singer, but just anybody who always does a lot of talking. So then I was like, hey, can you help me? And so he was able to help me. And then I was able to go put my flyer together, 
put my sponsors on there, sent it out over to the Women's Expo, you know, um, put it on my Instagram, Facebook, and vice versa for them too. And I was able to go. (laughs) (laughs) So um, when you got over there, was it like an easy transition? Were you like kind of confused? Because was that the first time you've been to California? No, actually, that was my second time. yeah, that was my second time. Okay. And when I was over, when I was flying over there, I was super, super nervous because I already had, <laughs> I already did a speech here about it. Yeah. And I was thinking, and I watched my my video from that previous engagement, mm. and I thought, wow, you could have done a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> you did good, kiddo. You did good. Yeah, but yeah. um, so then I was, you know, listening to it on the plane, and I had. God bless. I had this big old backpack, tons of books with me in this backpack. And I had my journals, just had all my old notes and I'm just writing everything and I'm I'm, I'm envisioning it in my mind and then putting things away and just, you know, just doing all kinds of stuff. So I had papers everywhere on the plane. I had this big old bag with me and flying into LA, I had to take a train because my cousin, she's, uh, well, she was former Navy. Mm -hmm. So um, she let me stay with her. She gave me some great encouragement and um, she helped me tremendously with it. And then I, I get there I'm super nervous still, you know. <laughs> I'm the only one in Tennessee. We had a they had a few ladies come up from um oh, I think it was it's Oregon. Yeah, Oregon. Mm. Um but I think that's as far as they traveled, maybe one or two from Arizona. So I was the only one. Oh, the one. rest were from California? Yeah. Oh, everyone, I, yes, yeah. I'm the only one, you know, yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's from the East Coast. And here I am. I don't know anybody. I'm um, just walking around, <laughs> you know, I'm just being confident like like I yeah. usually am, but I, I'm super nervous. And so I walk in and I, the first thing that I think, and I see the, the woman who runs the organization, her name is Christina, see her, I said, hey, do you need help with anything? I don't know what to do. Like, do you need help with something? She's like, no, 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 your your table's over here. Like, are you sure? Like, <laughs> I, can, I can help, I promise. Um, and she said, no, your table's right here. I said, okay, okay. And so then network with a few other ladies ladies mm. um just amazing amazing women to be able to step out of their comfort zone to help other women and um and, and men and just being able to i think just the biggest thing to see was they stepped out of their comfort zone yeah yeah and they followed something that they truly believe in and that was helping others in financial you know situations or being a badass warrior of your mindset or just living your best life um, in a healthy uh, state with exercise and diet, you know, just something yeah. that they're passionate about. And so it starts. And she, Christina goes, hey, hey, you're going up on stage. So what? Like, she's like, yeah, yeah, you're going up on stage. Like, okay. And I bring my freaking Abraham Lincoln book with me because I'm thinking, I don't know what's about to happen. I, I start out with four school and <laughs> seven years ago. <laughs> so, right? Oh my gosh. I didn't, I didn't know what was going to do. What was I was going to do? What was going to happen? If I was going to give the presentation on stage yeah. or, or what? But it was me and a few other women that I just networked with. Mm. And they started out asking just a few questions. Um, and the the MC, she was just saying, what advice can you give these people today? Um, it's if for your business, how did you get started? Just simple stuff like that. And help, you know, get the audience going and, and, and 
getting the blood flowing for us too because we're about to be speaking. Um, And so we each handed off the microphone just one by one. It was super, super cool. And then everything started. And we did our, we were all together. So there was about 13 round tables, eight at each table. So a lot of chattering going on. And then main speakers would come out later. And so they had a very nice itinerary for everybody. They had a performance that day. They had a section for the children. So mothers would bring their kids. So the kids would go off and a play b they were actually performing later on that day and then outside they had all the women that a were participating with the workshops and then also vendors too to be a part of that event so it was super cool they had this huge red carpet (laughs) of the ex the women's expo so you got to sit there take pictures it was it was a lot of fun. They brought out a food truck, and it was just wonderful. I think they even had the fire department. I may I may remember that from somewhere else, but it would not surprise me. It really wouldn't. Hmm. It was very big. Um, so how do you feel about that area? Because so I went out to California to do an interview. Okay. And, uh, it was actually in Compton. So ah. so when I went there, I, um, I flew out of Memphis to Los Angeles, and then that's where I was staying in uh, Hermosa Beach. Oh, okay. And uh, from there, I just got to do whatever I wanted to on. So I've, I got there Monday, late Monday night. Tuesday, I got to do whatever I wanted to do, and then Wednesday, I had my interview. So Tuesday, I drove around like all of Los Angeles. Like I went to uh, USC football stadium. Oh, nice. And then I went to, um, I think it's Universal Studios or something up there. Yeah, yeah. And then. Um, else did i go i just went all over the place i went like up toward hollywood and all Mm -hmm. sorts of things and then i drove to san diego because i got my friend buddy lives in san diego and i was like this place is amazing it is san diego (laughs) is so nice i was like it's so hard to go back home but so how do you how do you like california itself like oh i love it so funny thing is when i about Going on three years, okay? I used to run a business. I don't know. I told you that. I don't think you did. Okay. So, guys, <laughs> audience, um, I used to work for Vector Marketing, and okay. I got promoted to being district manager. So, when I graduated college about three years ago, they relocated me to Jonesboro. Okay. And that's how- Arkansas? Yes, Jonesboro, okay. Arkansas. Yes. And and then I started, because um, my dream and my mindset is I want to be a millionaire um, one day. And so, millionaires have multiple streams of income. So I'm doing a bunch of reading and just different motivational um, videos that my boss would send to all of us managers, you know, every week as encouraging. And then uh, we used to do team meetings and, you know, we had to do the the camaraderie and, you know, hype everyone up. So um, one day I was listening to one of those motivational uh, speeches through YouTube and Ty Lopez, his social media stuff came up. So I was like, oh, okay, like this might be a nice little extra stream of income. So then I really started enjoying it. And I got out of the business because I wanted to just figure out like, you know, what am I passionate about? What do I like of this world? Yeah. So then that was my first time going out to California. Flew out all by myself. Didn't know anybody, of course. Um, I did the whole walking around thing. Well, you drove around. I walked around. So I got my place. Wow. And then I um, I was right by the, the Hollywood Strip and I was just... 
So well, you went to LA? Yes, I oh, went okay. to LA because that's where the conference was at. I got there a day early so I can be able to explore. I walked everywhere, walked up and down Hollywood, uh, <laughs> and and then I took the 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 train with the tap card. Yeah, that yeah. was cool. Um, I went to Universal Studios. I just walked everywhere. I loved it. I loved the atmosphere, and it just felt like it was just calling me. I yeah, just yeah. I'm. I don't know. Like I, just, I don't know. I, I really appreciated it. I was born in Texas, so I grew up along the water, anyways. Mm. So that was just a nice view, you know, yeah, like yeah. a different view. So yeah. then a couple years later, I ended up going back for these this different speaking event, mm. and then I went for another seminar. So I just feel as if my future career is just calling me <laughs> to the west coast yeah, you know yeah. and then i met just so many great people that i still keep in contact even from three years ago to this day they'll call me ask me for help or can i just um you know help them out with this or how am i doing you know just like being the genuine friendly person yeah, and yeah. so i really liked it but i walked everywhere and i didn't know anybody and so i just <laughs> like walked in places and just started talking to people do um, you do you feel like um People are different over there. I, I personally feel like it's it's like a different world. Like yeah. people just they think differently, they act differently. Yes. And so when you're like living in the South, a lot of Southern people, or not say living in the South, but uh, when you grew up in the South, like mm-hmm. a lot of Southern people are like, this is how things are supposed to be, and this is how things always will be. But people on the West Coast, specifically California, like that Southern California area, there's so many different kinds of people. It's like their culture is to not have a culture, if that makes sense. That does make sense. Like in the South, it's like this is the way things are. But over there, it's like, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> like we, What's just, on today's agenda? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They just do whatever whatever the next wave is. They just do it. It's like yeah. they don't they don't have a they don't have a set path. They just go. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of southern country or not country states it, this is how it is, you know, especially if you come from a big family name. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in a small town um, in Arkansas where I graduated high school, and big names were just huge there. And if the, you pretty much got a job, if you kind of knew somebody, or mm-hmm. you just you know how to, you were just a really good person, or you just lived there, you know. But if you if you knew someone in that name, then yeah, like oh yeah, most definitely then. You, you you got it, whatever you, that you wanted. So big names, this is how it is, yeah. or family traditions, if this is how it will always be, you you know, you're, you of all people are not going to change it now, and you go out to California, everyone's chilled. Yeah. And real. food is healthier, too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> really healthy. So I feel as if that might have a big factor to play yeah, in it. for sure. Because everybody's sure. feeling good. Um people are conscious yeah, and more, I don't know, more emotionally connected to you. They're relating yeah. to you in the sense of, I understand you, you want to follow your dream or I understand you want to go on this path or whatever. Um, you can do that here. Yeah, you can do that here. And then when you're back home or, you know, back in the Southern States, it's, I, I wish that could happen, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, uh, there's a song by Jack Johnson. It's called uh, mediocre bad guys. Hmm. And, I don't, I don't know where he's from. I think he spends a lot of time in Hawaii, though. But um, he's very mellow. Like, all his music is very mellow and chill, but it has a lot of deep meaning. So, anyways, mm. Mediocre Bad Guys is about people who are – It to me, it sounds like most Southern, like, older men. But it's a – the song is about, like, people who are good people, 
but they have no aspirations to do like great things. Mm-hmm. They're just they're just a good person and they don't try to put you down. But the fact that you aspire to be great or like to do amazing things, like mm-hmm. how you were saying you want to be a millionaire, like they're the type of person to be like, well, you know, it might not happen because you live in Memphis and there aren't that many millionaires in Memphis. Like they have that kind of mindset. So they want yeah. you to basically like be on the same level as they are. They aren't trying to put you down, but they're not reality. trying to help you. Yeah. They're like reality type people. They're not trying to help you like progress and be great. And I was like, dang, that's a, <laughs> what that's a, a bummer. Cra- you yeah, know? That's a crazy thing. So that's why it's called mediocre bad guys. Cause wow. they're not really bad. But they're you know mediocre back. So it's, it's pretty crazy. Joe. Yeah. It's huh. a crazy concept. I'm going to have to look that up. No, because I, 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 you know, I agree with that in the sense of there aren't, there aren't bad people out there, you know, like there are people that do like evil things yeah. Um, just from, you know, that it goes back to nature versus nurture, you know? Mm. And so even an, an average person, I don't think an average person is bad whatsoever because that's the lifestyle that they want. So when they're trying to talk to you about, well, it's not going to happen. They, I think that just people are just being realistic yeah. and they weren't taught how to aspire Correct. To go after that or Correct. hell, even be scared of it. Like yeah, I just yeah. told you, like I flew on a plane knowing nobody <laughs> and I'm walking in. Do you need my help? Yeah. No, no, we got it. Are you sure? Like, yeah. you know, like being scared and that's the risk our people are willing to take versus the risk that average people don't want to take yeah. because they're comfortable. Yeah. I think two things that people need to feel more is scared and exhausted. Why do you think that? So being scared, I think allows you to just feel alive like you you feel like you have a purpose of doing something you Mm -hmm. don't feel like i don't know you don't feel like everything's just meant to happen like everything's supposed to be a certain way yeah but when you're scared it's like oh that's that's the plot twist of a scary movie is when everything's going normal and then something crazy happens (laughs) and then the whole the fun part of a scary movie is watching how the people react that's that's true okay Yeah, it's not so much the scary thing is what are they about to do? The reaction. Yeah, Yeah, so that's that's how life should be. How they solve the problem. Exactly, and that's how life should be is you are the person in the scary movie. Mm. If something crazy happens to you, how do you react and how do you going to live your life after that? Yeah. And then also being exhausted. So uh, (laughs) we always used to – I used to work at Gold's Gym in in Gadsden, and um, people would always um, complain about having to walk – like, I don't know, maybe 30 feet to the freaking door. Mm. And it was like, you're, you're at the gym. <laughs> Why are you complaining about having a bad parking spot, having to walk inside the when building? When you're about to go run or do yeah, something. Exactly. Yeah. So More strenuous. The whole point of that, why I said that was people should be okay with being exhausted. Because if, if you have problems going to sleep, it's probably because you didn't do enough in that day to make you tired enough. Because when you're really tired, you're ready to go to sleep. Yeah. So it's okay to be exhausted. It's okay to feel like you don't want to move. Because mm-hmm. that's good. That means go to sleep, recharge, and then do something else and be productive. You sound just like Terry Crews. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've heard a little speech that he did. Uh, and he talked about, you know, if you're if you're <laughs> tired, rest. If you're hungry, eat then you you've done everything that you that you personally wanted to do so there's no excuses for you not to continue on or Mm. there's no excuses for you not to try out that diet you know because you've literally done 
everything that you thought was hindering you from not doing. Mm, that's good. And so that's what made me think of that. Like, yeah, that's, I totally relate on the fact of, you know, fear, you know, because we, the choices that we make nowadays, we either create our own hell or life is just going to throw adversity at us and then we still have to figure out the reaction. Yeah. And it's just deciphering did I cause it or is life throwing it at me? So mm. if I caused it, then, well, I'm about to just be extremely hard on myself. At least that's how I am with me. And I'm about to maybe do a moment of, of tears or cry or just be angry and frustrated. And fig- I'm either going to figure out what I'm going to do. But if life is throwing it out at me, I, I, I take a little bit better grace <laughs> or mm. give myself more grace. Um, in the sense of I know life is doing it, but now I'm still left with the choice of what's my reaction. Yeah. And I and maybe it's just, I don't know, a lot of people aren't shown, you know, the way of you've got options. Yeah. Or it just goes back to this is how it's always going to be. You have options. What are What are your positive outcomes that you're going to work towards to get past it? Mm-hmm. I always feel like um, what you had said was like one of the truest statements I had ever heard from our last podcast. Uh, shoot. I even said it on another podcast. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Oh, I forgot what it was. Oh, you said people um, feel like they have to wait for permission to mm. say, to, to do stuff. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, that's, that's so true. I just know so many people who are like, I want to do this and I want to do that. And I'm just like, do it. <laughs> what are you waiting for? Like stopping you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I was actually thinking on the way over here on I was I follow up, you know, a bunch of other people. And uh, one woman said, if you aren't where you you're supposed to be, it's because you personally haven't leveled up. Mm. So, yeah, shit. Yeah. So then I start to sit there and think about, you know, just a lot of things that I said, you know, I want to do this. I want to do this. Of course, I, I did say, you know, I want to be a millionaire. And so what did I not level up in Yeah. that I'm saying that i'm ready like i'm speaking it out loud but i'm not you know taking the actions with it so i'm like okay and it goes back to this whole fear stuff you know uh, how am i controlling it um they say you have two wolves that live inside of you you know Mm. you have the courage wolf and you have the fear wolf and the one of them whichever wins is the one that you feed the most so it's like okay i'm feeding the courage wolf (laughs) right (laughs) i'm feeding it but it's what am i what else can i be doing or not doing or Mm. do or should not do that is really just taking all of my energy away i listened to a podcast because a good friend of mine uh rich rolls i don't know if you've ever heard of him you i think you would really love him so check him out rich rolls he brought on a, a guy a former navy seal and one of the things he said was every day we have a certain amount of energy that we create and regardless of whatever energy that we have, we're going to be spending it. Hmm. We're going to be giving it out to whatever. So if you're fighting the wrong, this is what I'm thinking. So if you're, if I'm fighting the wrong battles, then I'm, all of my energy is going to this one battle that should not have been used. Because hmm. now I'm exhausted and I'm tired for my priorities. So then I start to I think, like yeah. okay, well, if I want to do this, I want to be a millionaire. I literally evaluated myself and just thought, wow, I spent all this energy on X, Y, Z when that could have been transferring into my courage wolf for being a millionaire, for starting that business, for doing all these other things. So it goes back to what's the permission? I allowed my energy to go out to things that should not have been. So every day, um, 
since, oh, I said I listened to it the other day. So yesterday and today, I wake up in the morning and I evaluate all of my energy. Like, okay, what is the energy that I'm feeling? What are the thoughts that are coming inside my head that feels like it needs to be a priority? Mm. Is it a priority or is it not? If it is, okay, then I can give my energy to this because that's going to give me peace of mind. If it's not a priority, then... I can put it on the back burner for another day, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So that really just helped me to understand just my body a little more. Like, wow, I am giving energy out every single day. I need to use it in the best possible way. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> I even have to get on to Rachel about that because, like, she'll she'll be focused on, like, something bad that happened at work. And I, I don't encourage her to quit her job, but I kind of like, look, if you're complaining about it, like, this much – you can quit your because yeah. I make enough money to support us and yeah. to, for us to do whatever we need. Yeah. So go do what you want to do because at the end of the day, you know, she's 25. So I was like, if when you get 30 or 35 or whatever age, you don't want to look back and like, man, I could have been for that many years. I could have been doing whatever I wanted to do, yeah. but instead I stuck and just doing that. And she says, you know, it's it's a good opportunity because Lifetime, they have so many resources and stuff like that. They so I'm do. just like, that's great and all. But at the same time, it's like, it, I, I always say, um, every decision is the wrong decision. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever we're doing right now, like us doing this bo- podcast, like we could be doing anything else right now, yeah. taking advantage of an opportunity. Yeah. Or we could be doing this and it's an opportunity. So yeah. e- every decision is the wrong decision. The opportunity cost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So uh, I tell her, like, just just figure out what you really want to do and just go do it. Like, if, if doing this job you think is the best opportunity because you get to meet people and stuff like that, then okay. But don't don't look back and be like, man, I should have, you know, I could have been doing this or I could have been doing that. Because I mean, you have you have the ability to do it. Just go do it. You have your permission. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give yourself that permission. That's great. Yeah, I always. Um, always have to do that always have to weigh like what i'm doing like even with um like traveling that's the worst so we Mm. actually went to um we went to vancouver did we tell you about that no you did it oh man i saw some pictures (laughs) (laughs) yeah so vancouver was dope so we went there i think it was the end of or the middle of november yeah in the middle of november but it was awesome like the scenery is amazing if you like hiking just like trails and stuff like that you'll love vancouver it's beautiful and then the city as well is awesome um they have a i was telling actually a louise page i had her on the last podcast i was telling her about um they're like lbgqt what what are all the initial (laughs) i understand (laughs) yeah i was telling her about that it's um they have a lot of like the rainbow roads and i saw one of her pictures they have like the like the rainbow crosswalk Uh uh-huh um, they had a like a whole like intersection of that in downtown Vancouver, and um, they had like lights down the streets. And um, what else did they have? They had like a ton of stuff, just a, a a lot of culture. It was just a lot of culture up there, and it was awesome. And it was a lot of um, a lot of Asians, yeah, like a lot of Asians. Um, I know when we went to where did we go? It was somewhere else in Canada. There was a bunch of Indians, like uh, East East Indian people. Okay, and I was like, man, Canada's <laughs> Canada's <laughs> different because they, I mean, they're known to be you know French, like yes. the French people. Yes, started Canada or whatever. No, no, started Canada. I understand. But, um, <laughs> then please don't correct us later. Yeah, we're just talking. Okay, <laughs> French Canadian is what they're notorious for. Let me just say that. 
And then um, there was a lot of the East Indian people were in Winnipeg. That's it. It was the Winnipeg area. And then a ton of Asians on the West Coast, which Vancouver is like the far mm. West Coast. Okay. I think it takes like two hours to get to Seattle from there. Oh, wow. But, you know, on that whole West Coast, there's a ton of Asian people because they come over. Yes. And they just like that. There's like. 12 little Chinatowns in California. Like they yeah. had a lot of, a lot of that. So maybe that was why that was over there, but they had a ton of like, we we're just going down the streets and there's just like Korean plays, um, like Japanese and then Chinese. And that's like all so these cool. Type of restaurants. Like, that's crazy. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah, I love Vancouver. It's awesome. If you ever liked, uh, I each? want to travel. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, I want yeah, to travel. I would definitely go there. Um, I've only been to South Africa. And I went to That's South Africa for uh, a mission trip during college. Okay. So I was there for a month. The coolest experience ever. I had braces when I went. And that was not fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was super not fun. Um, and so we flew in to uh, Qatar, Saudi Arabia. Hmm. Oh, my gosh. Loved it. It was only I was only there twice. Um, so we landed and then when we came back home, we went through it again, too. Okay. So, yeah, flew into Qatar. Then we it was about 60 students. Um, so we were all in different groups. Some went to Asia. Some went to, oh, what's another? Some went to Asia. And then the re- I guess the rest of us went to Africa. And so once we split up, then... We got to Johannesburg, South uh, in the middle of Af- Africa. So Johannesburg, Africa, and then we still had little small groups. Mm. So then they went into um, uh, Zimbabwe, and we went to South Africa. Mm. So we went to Durban, uh, and that was the coolest thing ever. So we had to take a, a bus ride. I felt so bad because twice I fell asleep on people. <laughs> they were talking to me, and I just... <laughs> I was just so tired because we we were we were put to work and we laid sod down. We put up fence post. We moved stuff. So the place that we went, uh, it's called Live Village, okay. um, and the acronyms uh, I think it's in the language is Afrikan, mm. and they it stands for God's Right Way or God's Right Path. So a vision was given to a man named Titch. And so he was to create these little live villages. These were some sophisticated villages. Hmm. They, it was all gated, okay? And they got moms, I think they got them off from the street or within the court system, and they trained them to be foster parents because then they would get children off the streets or within the court system and give them to these foster moms that they train. Yeah. So they had a schooling system. And they had a dental practice. They had a, a psychologist there. They had their own like little, like very sophisticated little village. Yeah. And then um, the volunteers or any of the school teachers or anybody that works in the compound. Um, well, I don't want to say compound, but it's just like this mini village. Like yeah. it's just this like, I don't know, it makes me think of military. It's like <laughs> it, it does. It's just this little, it's all gated and mm-hmm. it's, it's very safe on the inside. And, and so... Anybody that lives there or volunteers, they live up top on this little, um, some hills, but it's definitely a little bit more gated too because, I mean, a lot of these children come from different just 
traumatic experiences. Okay. Um, it was very cool because these these children are so funny, and we got to read to them, we got to play, and just you know love on them, and we got to you know talk to them about God, and and we they helped us just teaching us different languages or teaching us different dances or just, you know, giving us a, a cute little smile. And we actually got to eat sugar cane, like, um, like the stalk, you know, yeah, and yeah. just got to suck on sugar cane. So that was super, super cool. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Like it, was, <laughs> it, was, it grew, it grew along or How's I'm it sure taste? Uh, it's very sweet. Um, does it just, just taste like you're eating sugar or like, does well, it taste like, like a thing? I mean, okay. I don't know if you can imagine our sugar without preservatives. It tasted like it was natural. <laughs> you, right. you, you see what I'm saying? And so like, but it, it was sweet, but it was in the sense of, I don't know, it's like when you're eating a fruit, okay? And mm. you can taste the sugar off of that. Yeah. It's like that. Okay. And so it has, mm. um, it, it's got a sweetness to it. There's no bitterness, whatever. But it it was, it, when we were sucking on the little stalk, it, it just, it kind of disappeared so quickly. Hmm. Yeah, so then you have to like kept going up on the show, <laughs> <laughs> oh, like sucking on it and everything. And so, mm. um, but it was so cool because it, it grew along the fence on the outside that protected um, everybody that yeah, was yeah. inside. So, um, yeah, so he was supposed to go out and create these little live villages. And so the one that we were at, it was in their five, uh, fifth year of being there mm. and celebration. And so we were laying down side we were putting up the fences like i said and we were doing tiny tiny little beads and just like a miscellaneous like little background work for celebration yeah and then we went and they gave us a free day because they gave us the itinerary we're there to help out in whatever way and everybody who went to different like countries they had different itineraries because every culture is going to be different. So we were fortunate enough to have a bed and a nice little housing uh, and, w- and running water that was right there. Uh, a lot of my friends, they slept on the ground and mm. slept in tents. And then they would have to go to the river to go bathe or, or you know, something to go walk. And some, some places, they only had, like, a, a certain staple. So it was onions, beans. Maybe beans. I know for a fact onions because they talked about onions a lot, hmm. and they got sick of it because they, that's all they kept eating. Yeah. Um, but that's that's how that particular village lived, or oh, that you know okay. that, that spot of the world. So that was really cool. And we only we had no phones with us. We only took our Bible, uh, and we couldn't we couldn't read anything. Um, it, it's just to help detox us and oh. help us be there for you know the other people yeah yeah i was bad kid we were in the library and i got a book and i started reading <laughs> i was like I, I need i'm sorry jesus but i need something else oh, my goodness. um but we got to man like the people there were just so amazing they we helped build churches and we all came together so it was an experience like you know when jesus was here on earth and the 12 disciples it was an experience like that everybody was always together mm-hmm. you did not get any time to yourself whatsoever hmm. um and so that almost kind of got annoying because yeah. i'm a very outgoing person but I need my space yeah, too. Yeah, for sure. and, and everybody's got their own stuff. So we were always together, waking up. I was designated to get up every single lady. Um, and so, well, it just kind of was placed upon me. But I liked it. We were we were along when all all 60 of us were together. 
girls slept in all in one side, boys slept in, you know, the other side. We all ate together, so lines were packed up in the kitchen trying to get food, and then we would all go work together. Okay. Um, and we would help build 10 homes. People would donate um, kind of like um, the, the sheet metals that you would pass by, like like a manufacturing place. Yeah. Yeah, so we would build some of them. We helped um, – oh, what's that word I'm looking for? Um, we, we would help um, – route another water system for them because it mm. would flood so then we would have to um i don't know how you would um how i'm describing it but we laid down rock like the irrigation the system yes thank you thank you so much sorry guys um mm. to help make sure that you know certain houses weren't being flooded so we were like towing up rocks and we were put to work yeah, yeah um but it was it was so much fun and then at the end the last day before we got to leave um, we walked around, and we had a few men, and I think even some women, but I think it was the win- men mostly, playing guitars. Okay. And we went around the whole place just praying over people. Like, tears are coming to everybody's <laughs> eyes. Um, one, I remember my good friend Taylor, she was walking around. She was praying about people, and God was giving her visions about different prophecies for each one of us. It was She told me mine. It was super cool. And they were just so loving their portion plates for meals are hella small (laughs) super small and um i got fat i really did i Mm. i got got big their food is leaner Mm. it's so much healthier for you and they would give like they would just they would just ah they would just make so much food and then say here like here here's this and what else do you guys need and we just i had a blast i remember coming back (laughs) <laughs> I actually got a cold because it was so it was summer for us here, but it's winter over there for them. And we were on a bus coming back to um, an airport so we can fly, you know, back into Saudi Arabia and then back home. And the windows kept rattling and it was raining outside and it was cold. And so the window would rattle open. Oh, man. And the cold was just hitting my face. So I got this cold, got my braces on, and I'm just like, you know. How cold was it? Do you remember? Oh, no, I really don't. But it was chilly enough to where, like, you always had a, a jacket on. Hmm. Some some form, yeah, of long sleeves. Hmm. And if you stood in the shadows, you got cold. <laughs> <laughs> you got cold. So, um, but it was super Super fun. I I miss them. I still talk to a few of them to this day. Yeah. And I remember coming back home, and I was sad. I was sad for a, a while. Mm. And but we had such a good system in place in the fact of, yes, only bringing our Bible to read. But when I got back home, all I did was read for like mm. the first few months, different books. And I didn't watch TV or anything like that because that's just what I was accustomed to within that month. Yeah. It was crazy. Just. That whole silence and solitude away from technology and community. They're so big on that. So they would have tea time. They would just have moments of just talking with you and just listening to you and and vice versa, sharing with you, opening their home to you so you can actually, I don't know, like just for me, I felt felt loved. I felt accepted and I definitely felt like – I was home, like, regardless, you know, even though, like, I'm, I wasn't ever born there. Like, you know, I came from across the sea. I, I just felt like I, I'd known them all my life. And I come back home, and it's just, it was just, like, negativity after negativity after negativity. Not mm. the fact that I was there, but just that's that's just how a lot of us are, you know? Like, going back to this is how things always are and yeah, always yeah. will be. So just a bunch of complaining and not 
you know, not so much open doors because that that's not our culture, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're coming over whenever we invite you over, you know. Um, and so I was I got a little sad for a moment because I missed it so, so much. And then, yeah, then I I figured out a way to get over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually went to um, where was it? Ecuador. Oh. I went to Ecuador when I was in like eighth or ninth grade on like a mission trip for the church I was going to, but it was, it was pretty eye opening. Like yeah. just, just being able to like help people in another country and like setting stuff up for them. And I, I remember we were, um, we were like blowing bubbles for <laughs> the kids and they were going crazy. Yes. Over they were going, cr- I was like, man, these are just bubbles. <laughs> but they're so happy. Yeah. Super happy about that. And that, and then, um, I think we had some candy or something. We were just like giving them candy and they just thought it was crazy. And I was like, man, this is wild. Like the simplest things, the simplest things make other people like so happy. Uh, speaking of that, I actually had, um, I had a speech class in college and uh-huh. this dude, uh, he was from England and I think he, I think he moved to like Atlanta or something when he was a teenager, but like grew up in England and then, or I think it was like London specifically okay. and then moved to um, Atlanta or something. Then he was coming to college at JSU where I went. And uh, so we had to do a speech on, we had to pick a, a thing, like a, like an object and then talk about it. Mm. And he chose the hot pocket. And <laughs> He was talking about how the Hot Pocket is the greatest invention America ever came up with. Oh, man. And he was talking about how amazing it is. He was like, you, you took this pizza <laughs> and you put it in this little this little Hot Pocket and you throw it in the microwave and then it's done. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, he finds the Hot Pocket amazing. Oh my gosh! It's it's crazy how like different things, if like from wherever you're from, yes, like some people find that amazing. So I I thought it was kind of funny though. Oh my gosh! I took a speech course in college too, and I remember this one specific time where it was an informative or you know a speech that you you got to go in detail about. Okay, yeah. I had a test coming up, so I hit two birds with one stone. So as I'm studying for my test, my speech was about volcanoes. (laughs) So I aced. Both of them. Nice. <laughs> so nice. we go in super detail right here because I'm studying too. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that's dope. <laughs> that's funny. Oh man. Yeah, it was it was funny. Um, gosh, there was this one. God, I don't even remember what the speech was supposed to be about. I can't remember, but I knew I wasn't prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I don't even think I knew we had a speech oh that day. Oh. And um, so it's it's my turn to go up, and I start talking, and um. I think it had to be like five minutes or less or something like that. We had a, a time limit. Yep. And um, when I was done, the teacher was like, that was that was pretty good. Um, it seemed like you were just a little little unorganized. And I was like, I didn't know we had a speech today. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh. He was like, that was pretty to good. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was like, that was actually pretty good for you to not know. But it was like, I, I could tell you, <laughs> you weren't organized. <laughs> But it, it was just. But it was still good overall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I love. Oh my god! Just being able to openly talk, mm-hmm. I'm fine. Like doing this podcast, like yeah. I can openly talk, and that's why I got the camcorder because it's not that 30 minute stuff like we did last time. I felt like we were, 
we had an agenda and we were just trying to like cram all this info, like who Amber Russell is and you know, what you're doing and stuff like that. And then like, okay, hurry up and let's get it all done. But yeah. with the camcorder, like we were able to just talk and just like, you know, open up our, our thoughts and our conversation to whatever. Which and, is cool that we're able to do that here. Cause yeah. I feel like there's a lot of places even here that we, we just can't, like we just, I don't know. We just get attacked for our opinions. Like, yeah, well, yeah. Shit, it's my opinion. Yeah, like, exactly. like I ain't attacking yours. Exactly. Yeah. So that's nice to have this open conversation. Yes. Yeah. Even <laughs> even like on social media, I, I was talking about this with Louise when I had her on. Is it's like that? That's a a social media. It's a fake world. So it's a virtual world where your digital you, persona. You you could be anybody you want to be. You can say anything you want to say, mm-hmm. and well. Sort of. <laughs> kind of, right? Yeah. Like on Facebook and Instagram, like I, they, you know, uh, well, Instagram, I know they block like, um, like you can't be nude or you can't, I don't know about like speech wise. I think you can say pretty much anything you want to. They might, they might block you for saying certain things, but. Um, picture wise, yeah. Nudity, yeah, picture, yeah for picture sure. Wise, for sure. Yeah. I know they have that like, um, the picture will pop up where it says like, um, was it like some, some kind of content, like. Mm. Whatever the content is, if it's like a like an animal that's being killed, or oh, like, it, like um, viewer discretion or something yeah, like that. It's got yeah, that little eyeball yeah. right there. Yeah, so they try to you know, hey, you're about to watch something that's graphic. If you click on it, yeah, then they'll yeah. let you see it. Mm-hmm. But um, Facebook, I don't know what their boundaries are. I, I'm not really on Facebook a lot. Like I get on there, check to see if I have any notifications. I've got a. Um, independent artists community uh page that i started okay. for just like independent uh, musicians and so that's that's pretty much what i do on facebook not a ton i'm mainly on instagram uh for twitter i do like college football like well sports all together but that's what i use my twitter for but twitter twitter's pretty open like it's it's pretty much like the wild west yeah i i was uh listening to a joe rogan podcast oh, and okay. he had um I think his name is Jack Dorsey. I don't want to get this wrong, but the, Jack Dorsey might be somebody completely different. But I think his name is Jack Dorsey. He's the CEO of Twitter. And uh, he was saying he was thinking about doing um, like two different Twitters, like mm. a Twitter that is moderated and then one that has like open world. Like oh. you can say whatever you want to say. You can do whatever you want to do. And I was like, that. Would so be like wild. a cleaner version, and then yeah. like, yeah, okay, like an edited version, yeah, an unedited version, like yeah, raw version. I was like, ooh. <laughs> you might not get a lot on this side. Maybe I don't know. Maybe yeah. you will. You might fool the kids, you know, that are growing up. You know, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, that's crazy. I'm not too sure about Facebook. <clears throat> I think it's okay. And I say this that it's pretty open because um, I had someone tell me about this documentary on. Netflix Mm -hmm. and it's called don't I'm gonna say it sorry sorry audience okay forgive me don't fuck with cats (laughs) (laughs) I've heard about that okay so it was have you listened to it no so uh watched watched it it? no so this um a a girl was just telling me I was having side conversations like I usually do we're talking about Netflix um we're actually talking about Brooklyn Nine-Nine I love that show (laughs) I love that show and so and then she talked about uh, this documentary well um, this dude is a serial killer, and he was um, posting videos of him killing cats. 
Oh, snap. Yes. That's in the documentary? That's in the documentary. And so, like, and he was just posting it on Facebook and just posting it and posting it. And at first, people, I think she said, like, people were kind of skeptical because we do have a lot of nice software to be able to edit and do a bunch of crazy shit, you know? Um, But then he, this dude, I think it's a dude. I haven't watched it, um, but... He came on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say he. He came on and he. Um. He had wrote like a, a, a comment or a post saying next next time it's gonna be bigger game or something like that. Kills a human and so people are trying to tell uh, the FBI about this dude and for some odd reason they don't see him as a threat and then after he kills somebody, yeah, he's a threat obviously. Oh, snap. Um, even though like you know the whole killing pets thing was it's, it's part of the triad, yeah, you know. Yeah. So anyways, um, I guess. Uh, I don't, I don't know like who he killed exactly, but then they were able to finally try and track his IP address and all this other stuff. Yeah. So, and I, it goes back to the whole Facebook policy. I don't know because Facebook was allowed that to happen, even though like they didn't know, like a lot of other people didn't know if this guy was actually real or not. Yeah. Um. So I don't know what a lot of their Facebook policy is. I do know that you can report somebody if you know for a fact that that's not. A, a true person or mm-hmm. you know like a, a human trafficking like god bless that's been going on a lot lately i feel like um i haven't even really heard about it Has really it, it been bad <laughs> yeah like it really has um and so but fake accounts or whatever and then um yeah that's all i can think of when it comes to facebook policy yeah, yeah. i'm sure there's something now with like nudity maybe i don't know i, no I know idea. like a lot of since it's over a billion users, if not more, of course, yeah. on Facebook. So a lot of businesses have it. And then, I don't know if you know this, Facebook bought out Instagram. Yes. So any ads that you do yeah. with Instagram, you got to go through your yeah. Facebook account. Yeah. So that was smart of them. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you're not going to forget us. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was actually, I'm, I'm still really interested on, like, I'm always interested in the next big thing. So right now, the next big thing is TikTok. I was going to say TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. TikTok is the next big thing right now. Personally, I'm not really into TikTok just because it's like it's not something that I watch. Like the content on there is not something that I that I want to see regularly for mm-hmm. my social media. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's to me, it's just too similar to um, to what we already have. You know what I mean? Like it's, it didn't open a new avenue. Like it's just videos that people can edit. And then post. Mm-hmm. Like you can already do that. <laughs> so true. I wonder true. what is something that's gonna be different. The next thing that's gonna be different than what we already have. I mean, as far as social media, like being able to say stuff, so comments, mm-hmm. uh, a status, mm-hmm. pictures, video, and I mean that's pretty much it. That's the whole concept. Like, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Snapchat, TikTok, all those is what can I say and what can I show? Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, that's pretty much the concept. So I'm, yeah. I'm really interested in what like what could be next. And from a marketing standpoint, people are really interested in that because mm-hmm. that's what a lot of people are making their money from. Yeah. Right? That's that's what made like the YouTubers and Instagrammers that completely changed their world. Yeah. I can be myself, make money off of it, and the money like the revenue that um that big name companies, they're not paying like professional marketing companies. They're just paying me. Mm-hmm. I'm just a normal person mm-hmm. that is good at showing content. Mm-hmm. And so I'm getting paid off of it. Mm-hmm. So that I'm super intrigued on who can create something different that is not what we already have. You know, it's funny because with 
you said we have status, we have comments, we have posts, now we have video. And that's the main focus right there, video. We've mm-hmm. moved into such a video era and video marketing to where I can see your true self. I can hear your voice. I can actually see your reaction to certain things. So if you say you like something, but your body language is totally against it, <laughs> I know you're lying. You yeah, know, yeah. like I can actually like see it. I can connect with you in a way that is unreal. And I think that's the key point is how can I c- connect with these people emotionally Mm. with my demographic and the best way to do that is video now with tiktok i think it's uh i think it's cool i actually personally don't have an account but i think it's just cool in the sense of it you can edit and it's short-lived kind of like snapchat I don't know if the videos stay on there because I I don't have an account. I guess I should get one to find out. (laughs) Um, But you're right. We can edit videos and put it together and then just post it on Instagram, post it on Facebook or hell, even Snapchat. You know, we just got to like bring it down. So I I think in a marketing standpoint, if it's video and then if it's common people that we're using, they're going to build some type of platform for these influencers in these cities. And it might be specifically niched to cities you know um and it's like okay um but how they're gonna do that i don't know right so that's just the next big thing so the next thing right now is tiktok and i actually got um i think it's called fire video or something like that Mm. and it's actually cool i can see that going off in the sense of it's like you know how you do a, a pan, uh, how is that, the, the pan, panoram, panoram? Yeah, panoramic? Yeah, yeah, thank you. Or it's Ooh, just cool. like a, a wide. Yeah. yeah. So with the video, as you're shooting, like you can move it and you don't have to twist your phone to <laughs> get that whole angle okay. with it. So I that appealed to me in the sense of, yeah, I can I can have it. I can have my phone like this. And I can move with it, but if I turn my video, it's going to still shoot the same way as if I never had it face down. Hmm. And now it's just going to add this extra background that it didn't see. I have to get the name right, but um, it's like fire video or something of that nature. But it's, it's super cool in the sense of I can see it moving in some type of direction like that type of video. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just changing how the video is. Yeah. How it's broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just that's that's cool. Yeah. That was really cool. One thing I also think is interesting is um, like so just looking at how different industries um like market themselves. So, you know, me being in the music industry, I, I'm really into seeing like, what are artists doing? Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because so many people put in a ton of work to do certain things. And then it's, sometimes it seems like somebody put in no work and seeing the revenue that gets brought in from both different like amounts of work is hilarious to me. Yeah. Like me and one of my friends, uh, DeAndre, like when we're making music, We'll be thinking about like like different beats that we can use. So pretty much all we make is like rap music right now. And there <laughs> there would be some songs that we're listening to where the beat is like super simple. And I don't know if you like listen to a lot of music nowadays, a lot of rap music nowadays, but it's so short. Mm-hmm. Like the songs are like a minute and like 50 like seconds. It's two like, minutes or something, yeah. you know? Especially like Old Town Road. Like when everybody heard Old Town Road, <laughs> they probably played it like a thousand times the first time they heard it. Yeah. Because it was like a two minute song. Yeah. And that's genius because you, you make music off of streams. Mm-hmm. So if somebody listens to it once 
and they're like, oh, I really like this song, they're going to play it like five times. So you just got five plays just because your song was short. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Yeah. Ah, that's crazy. So are y'all going to shorten your lyrics now? Is that the direction? Yeah. What we've been doing is we've been making a lot of songs um, that are probably about like the two minute mark. So, I mean, not like at two minutes, but like less than three minutes. Mm -hmm. And it actually speeds up your workflow because, you know, we're used to making songs that are like three minutes and like 30 seconds long. The difference in like a three minute song and a two minute song is a is crazy for like a lot. for an artist. Yeah, like when you're <laughs> when you're writing to a song and you're like so if you know if you're um, making your lyrics to a verse, like you'll be ten seconds in and it's and you're like man that's not even that much or you know you're thirty seconds into your verse and it's like. I've got so much left to do. So it's mm. the difference in like how much work you can put out is a drastic difference. So, you know, if you, so you do 10 songs at two minutes, you know, that's 20 minutes of, of music right there. Huh. But if you do 10 songs at three minutes, you know, that's 30 minutes of music right there. So that's, that's a 10 minute gap Wow. of multiple songs that you could fill in right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so are you telling me that over time we're actually going back into the classical era, you know, where yeah. there's no nobody singing, just the instruments. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no yeah. It's slowly moving into yeah. that. Is that what, no. <laughs> well, I, I know they had, um, gosh, there was some, like some of the older music, they would have like instrumentals for, I would say like a minute like the beginning of the song was like yeah. a minute of just like a saxophone mm-hmm. or like somebody playing the piano. Mm-hmm. And then somebody would start singing for like two to three minutes. And then they would have like an interlude of just yeah. the instruments. And then the person would like go back into the chorus and then they'd have like an outro. Yeah. And so the song would be like six, seven minutes long. Yes. But like, you know, most of it was just instrumentals. And I feel like, I feel like now that wouldn't really fly. No, we're so like quick with our generation. Yeah. Like it's got to be now, and it's got to catch me it, it, before I'm on to the next thing. Yeah, exactly. so yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, people like our our generation, not even just like our generation, like age wise, just like the humans that are alive nowadays. Yeah, we've adapted to having everything so fast. Like, <laughs> yeah, so I barely eat fast food. The hot pockets, it just it's <laughs> yeah, right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I barely eat fast food. But when I do and I see people get upset, like when they're there, I'm just like, okay, think about this. You drove to a place that decided to make food for you. All you had to do is just tell them what you wanted and they do everything for you. All you have to do is just give them your card or some cash and they just give it to you. In like probably 15 minutes or less. Mm -hmm. The the average fast food place is going to give you your food guaranteed in 15 minutes or less. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a pretty quick turnover compared yeah. to you making that food yourself. Prepping, cooking. Exactly. Yep. Like you, if you're getting a burger and fries from McDonald's or something, you, you didn't have to make the meat. You didn't have to go get the meat. You didn't have to go get the pickles, the cheese, the bread. No, you didn't have to cook any of it. Nothing. Nope. You just have to sit there and tell them what you want. In your car. Yeah. And people get so mad that they didn't get their food in five minutes. It's like, really? <laughs> 
it's funny because a um a doctor i uh i follow him on instagram <laughs> go figure and he was saying that just for five days he ate nothing but fast food and he gained weight mm-hmm. and then he he was just he was going over just the, the fact of like this is what i was feeling every day so i don't, I don't know the technical terms so he's like at first my body was happy and really excited and then all of a sudden i felt lethargic i gained weight and this is how my stomach processed it and this is what it could lead to in the future if i kept going on with it and it was just so crazy the fact of yeah because it makes me think of what's that dude who did the 30 days um mr fry guy or something like that i remember his name um but you know what i'm talking about he ate mcdonald's for um 30 days you know breakfast thank you thank you and like i remember watching i had to stop at one point because he started crying not because he was crying but it was just he was i don't know what exactly the point he was trying to prove yeah um I think I think he was just trying to see what the fast food what the reaction would, would was? do to you. And yeah. he started crying, and that like that hit me emotionally. Like this is food that we eat, and it, why is it bringing you to tears? Yeah. Like you know, yeah. it should be fueling your body. And so we're we're so quick lipped, and we want things now, or we get upset. Like what happened to that whole minute? It's long yeah, yeah, <laughs> of a guitar yeah. or piano and then exactly. and then appreciating the artist that got up there yeah. or is singing it on online or something because they're putting themselves out there. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, oh, what? Yeah, you're right. The humans on this planet um, have definitely adapted to a fast paced. And it's like, who told us to go fast? Yeah, right? <laughs> who told us? Will Ferrell, if you're not first, you're last. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But exactly. who told us to go fast? It just happens. Yeah. It's really TV. Like TV TV and the internet just like or media like dictate what we do in our lives. Yeah. And the people, famous people, like people who get put in the limelight pretty much like rule the planet. Like, yeah. <laughs> so if you take if you take the most famous musicians like in the 80s or 70s or whatever like rock bands like everybody was wearing their hair and their clothes yep. like the famous rock stars mm-hmm. because that's like music just runs people's lives and they see True. their favorite musicians dress in a certain way or act in a certain way they're like that's what I want to do that's why so many kids nowadays are like uh, they are sipping that lean, the cough syrup and stuff like that, and they or they're doing drugs and stuff like that is because they see their like, favorite fa- people, yeah, they're famous rappers and stuff like that doing that. And also, is just like when you put people of people of a certain status, like you know, you see them have money and stuff like that, you feel like I have to do the things that they're doing to get what I want to get or I have to do what they're doing just to just to be happy. And it's like, mm. no, that's not the case. <laughs> and that's so crazy in the sense of it what they see, what we all see yeah. is after they've put in the hours mm. of busting their ass, exactly, you know, yeah. and all we don't talk about the crying stuff. I need to get back and start posting again about my weakness posts, you know, because we don't like to sit there and hone on our weaknesses. We don't yeah. like to to for people to see us, um, quote unquote, fail. But that's how we succeed is the fact that we failed, but we got back up again. And so, yeah, that's so interesting in the sense of I, I agree. And the uh, kids are or even hell, even adults, too, mm-hmm. uh, you know. My favorite person is doing this, so in order for me to get recognized, I've got to do that. Yeah. But we don't know what they literally just encountered for them to come back up. 
you know, yeah. to be able to get over that hard time or, or whatever. And that would, that is their way, whether good or bad to enjoy uh, or reap that benefit for whatever that they put in from their hard hours. Yeah. So it's like, oh yeah, let me reap this benefit too because they're doing <laughs> it um, because I, I have earned it too. And so we've all got our, our little ways of rewarding ourselves and that's crazy. Yeah. Cause we do follow whoever, you know, is yeah. if we're hard, we're hard on ourselves because they're hard on themselves probably, you know? And yeah. so that's, yeah, you're so right. Music, yeah. it, it really does set the path and tone it does. for us. It yes. Does. Man, but even even outside of music. So, you know, all the people that you're following on Instagram for mm. like motivational speeches and stuff, you you might not even realize it, but you'll probably find yourself doing things that you know that they do because you see their success. And yeah. you're like, well, if I want to be successful, I should probably be doing this, some of the things that they're doing, yeah. which is not a bad strategy. Like copycatting is a way to be successful. Yes. Because if somebody is getting success, there's a reason why. Mm -hmm. And people to be able to, you know, get to that same level, you should probably just copy what they're doing because it's going to help you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What do you think about um, morning, like early morning rises? Are you for that or are you not for that? Because studies do show in the fact of, you know, you get up earlier, you're more productive, right? Or, yeah. Yeah, you start your day out earlier and you have a certain routine. Yeah. Like, how do you feel about that? So I actually, I really like getting up early in the morning. Um, I don't have a problem with staying up late, but I also don't have a problem with going to sleep super early. So actually, I got off work at like 2.40 yesterday, came home, and what did I do? I think I started working on music or whatever, but me and Rachel were asleep downstairs watching. Have you ever seen Sam, the cooking guy no, on YouTube? No, Dude's pretty funny. Like, he's like <laughs> subliminally funny. Like, he's not trying to be hilarious, but he's just funny. Yeah. And he has great quality videos, but he just cooks like regular food that you would get at like a restaurant. Mm -hmm. And he's like, so he cooked like a Wendy's Baconator, but he like homemade it. Okay. And then he like, he buys a Wendy's Baconator and like eats them both. He's like, mine's better. <laughs> so, uh, Just let you know, mine's better. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, we, we were watching that last night and I fell asleep before she did, but we both fell asleep on the couch watching Sam the Cooking Guy. And then, but that was at like nine o'clock last mm. night. And then I woke up and then woke her up and I was like, let's get in bed. So that was at 10. I woke up at, my alarm actually went off. It wasn't supposed to go off, mm -hmm. but it went off at like 4.30, which is when I usually wake up for work because I'm at work by 6. I I think I went back to sleep, but then I woke back up at like 5 something Okay, and just kind of like sit through all my social media right quick, and then I was like, all right, I'm getting up. Rachel will sleep. Like she's a sleeper. She she says she doesn't get eight hours. Like it's not good for her her body completely. Mm -hmm. But me, I'm just like if I got four hours or if I got ten hours, like I just need to go. If yeah. I, if I get too much sleep, I feel bad actually. Yeah. Like if I get usually actually if I get eight or more, I don't feel good. Mm -hmm. Eight or eight to like six is like my goal because around that that um. That time frame of that amount of sleep, I feel good. Yeah. So, yeah, I I was up and out of bed, and I was actually making music. I made a beat this morning at, like, 5, 6 o'clock in the morning. Okay. So I'm, I'm already, like, doing stuff and ready. Like, if it's – I would say if it's 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock and I haven't actually accomplished something, then I feel lazy. Hmm. So, I'm, and that's just me, though. Yeah. What do you do? I uh, – so I started doing this – uh detox okay well yeah it's a detox so i follow transformation church and every year 
they do um, what's called the Daniel's Fast, and I tried it with them. I remember thinking last year, oh my gosh, I want to try it, but Is it was that like, like soups or something like that. Um, but they do. Um, it's based pretty much like a vegan diet almost. Oh, okay. um, so all whole foods, uh, no sugar, uh, no bread. Um, and then it gave you a few other things that you can eat. And then they also give you recipes too. Oh, so okay. it was like, so it's not, it wasn't all that bad. Um, and then on top of all that, there was a journal. And so every day, you know, you had your time with God. So it was really nice. Um, so I used to, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get back into my group. Cause last year I remember I used to get up super early. I used to get up at four in the morning just to get up, read, do my skin regimen. Sometimes I would work out depending on if I wanted to go to Shelby Farms to go run or if I was going to go to the gym and do it or just do some something at home. And then I would shower and then I would start my day. And then I just, I just, I just felt good. I felt good in the sense of I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm adding for me, it was adding knowledge. So for you, it was making beats. For me, it was adding knowledge. Mm. Um, and then I don't, life happened, I guess. And I just got off track and then I stopped. Cause I think I told you on my last podcast or our last podcast uh, that I used to listen to a sermon every day. I stopped doing that. And um, I, there was a lot of different things that I stopped doing. And I found for me, I, I can't sleep too long you mm. know it, unless like it's going back to being exhausted unless i'm really exhausted one time yeah. i slept for like 10 to 12 hours and so Jesus. i was <laughs> i know like i was just going and going and going um and but if i'm just sleeping just because i get a headache and it, mm. it, it's like my body's like okay let's let's do something yeah. like you need it you need to do something and so i i personally like it so i love being a part of this you know that whole like detox with the church in the sense of it's reminding me of my purpose with what I'm supposed to be doing on this earth. If I'm not doing something, th- something's wrong here, you know, yeah. like, you know, like, so I need to, for me, I do like getting up early. So I am productive. So when other life things happen, cause we can't stop that, yeah. but we can control back to reactions, right? We can control a little bit. So if I get up early, I can control my reading time. I can control whatever else. And then going to work i can't control that you know yeah. or i can't control other people out on the road or you know like i can't control family things it's just gonna happen but at least i got x y and z done for myself and i feel a little better yeah. so then i can make my bed tomorrow have you ever heard that motivational speech yes by that um uh, Navy admiral? admiral yes yeah. yes yeah that is a pretty so good, speech. good. Yeah. oh my gosh I actually after he had said that i like just started making my bed i made my bed every morning yeah. too <laughs> Yeah, because I was just like, man, that's the first task. Yeah, it's just such a small task for everybody who hasn't heard it. I would definitely suggest go watching it. You can probably just YouTube like Navy Admiral speech about making bed or something. Mm -hmm. But basically what he's saying is making your bed is such a simple task and you just need to get it done first thing in the morning. So that way you'll have accomplished one thing and you'll just Mm -hmm. feel like you need to accomplish another thing. And then when you come home after like a long day at work and you're ready to get in bed, Boom, there's that made beautiful made bed that you made this morning. And so you can end your day. You started your day with a great accomplishment and you can end your day on a good note because you can see what you started your day with. Yeah. And then he, uh, I think I love him saying if if you can't do the small things, what makes you think you're going to do the big things? Yeah. Like that's right. Like, woo, hit home, hit home, yeah. Yeah. sir, hit home. Yeah. So yeah, I make my bed every day. Yeah. Yeah. And so speaking of that, like not being able to accomplish the the big things, that's that's one thing I always think about is 
um, if I feel like I'm ready for like, so, you know, I've got the podcast and yes. I've been making music and yes. stuff like that. So a lot of times people will feel like if they're making those small steps and they're like, you know, just knocking stuff out, they're like, okay, where's my millions? You know, it, it doesn't just happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. You have to, you know, as we were talking about earlier, you said a lot of people just see the fame. They don't see all the work that that person put in. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times it's just, you just got to actually accomplish things. Like just starting doesn't get it done. Like just buying the things that takes to to be good doesn't get you what you want. You have to actually do it. And yeah. that's that's hard for some people to swallow. It's like, how much can you actually produce? How much can you actually get done instead of just, you know, starting it? Well, it was interesting in this fact that you said, you know, I've done this, I've done that. Why is my millions that I'm a bank account? A lot of people fail to recognize that there's a holding pattern. Yeah. We all go through a season where for whatever reason, we we have got to just stay consistent. And then that's how people get known. And then that's how their millions come because all these great artists, these influencers, they YouTubers, great example. Every day they made a video, yeah. regardless of, you know, how they, how it started and how they edited it. You know, if it was great, it was great. If it wasn't, all right, try again tomorrow. But they would just stay consistent. And there's that holding pattern where you just got to, you just got to be in it. And I think that's what kills a lot of people. Because I know for me, personally speaking, um, and also surrounding yourself with who you're telling mm-hmm. your passion or your purpose about because if you're in that holding pattern and then all of a sudden you're telling somebody that's realistic we're gonna bring you straight down yeah. you know and so if you're surrounding yourself while you're in that holding pattern and people are actually there hey like you just gotta wait it out or keep doing it like keep doing what you're doing you'll get there like that is super important and just understanding we, we we're all gonna come across that season but how are you going to handle it yeah. how are you gonna react to it here comes that fear here comes that exhaustion Woo! like what are we gonna do right so that holding pattern and then the millions come or yeah, yeah. Well, i don't know millions is like ha ah, money is such a tricky thing to talk about because it is money doesn't make us happy but money does get us by or you know keeps us consistent or keeps us alive that's for certain <laughs> I think money doesn't buy happiness is the dumbest statement on earth. Yeah. It does buy happiness. <laughs> yeah. I, I get what they're trying to say. Like, I get the point of it. It's like just having money and then buying stuff isn't going to make you happy. It, it makes sense. But, like, Daniel Tosh, do you know who that is? The comedian? <gasps> yes. Yes. What, uh, he was like, uh, whoever said money buy du- money doesn't buy happiness, it was an idiot. He was like, they obviously haven't seen somebody on a wave runner. He's like, <laughs> you ever seen somebody frown on a wave runner? <laughs> and then he's oh like. Oh, my God. He's trying to frown and he's like all happy and whatnot. I was like, that's so true because yeah. money can buy you things that makes you happy. For you. Yeah. But yes. it's, it's just, that's not going to be your continuous happiness. Like you can still be sad and have great things. So it's, I get the point of it, but still like money can make you happy. Yeah. No, like you're right. I, how I said it. Yeah. was totally wrong because I agree in the sense and everything that you just said, I think people don't understand their own happiness. Yeah. So then they think buying all of these other extra things it's is going to make yeah. me happy. Exactly. And then they're miserable. Like you said, like I know m- many people who are have millions and then, you know, are super sad or yeah, yeah. people even have like X amount 
that are super sad still but it's just like okay well, what is what is your happiness exactly. and that's the i think that's the first thing in figuring out how then they can use their money to be able to make them smile exactly. you know exactly. because it's something that they produced and not someone else's vision true so you say you want to be a millionaire yeah. what exactly like so if you let me just give you this scenario so if cool. you had a hundred million dollars what okay. would you do what would i do Huh, you have to ask me that in my state of not being great <laughs> with finances. Um, okay, so my vision is um, is paying off my debts. I, that's the first thing like I really want to do. I want to, and it's not a whole lot, but to me, it's it's huge. It's, it's a huge something. burden. Yes, and so pay off all my debt. I want to. I do want to own multiple rental places, and I do. Um, my vision in, in the long term is having um, certain houses set up for like my my family, so mm. income is coming in for them, so they don't have to worry about that. Gotcha. Another thing I want to do is actually pay off other people's debts too. Um, go to like debt collection agencies, mm. or, or like just go to a college. Like I've seen so many great stories of people just donating money, you know. Yeah. Um, and I want to be I want to be able to do that, and so that's another thing. Uh, and then of course making sure that my future family is set up too. You know, like having again like different houses, but I also want to have houses for myself yeah. i i want to travel and i see myself traveling so i want to be able to purchase as wisely as i possibly can um in different countries to be able to take my family over there or take my future children to be able to show them the world yeah. you know and then somehow just like give back so i want to i want to be able to pay off a, a bunch of my shit <laughs> yeah, yeah. buy a bunch of stuff um and then set up those those houses like that that's how I see it. Somehow I want to reinvest it. Still learning. So mm. how to do that? I, I know I rental properties, like I mentioned, but I'm sure there's other different ways to invest too, to be able to, I don't know, like just making sure there's multiple streams of income still yeah. coming in. Because you can give me it now. I can blow it off. But how am I going to pay for it later? You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. It, isn't there a statistic that says, like, if uh, the lottery winners, you know, like, they oh, go yeah. broke in, like, three to five years? Yeah. And so it's just, I don't Have know. Have you ever seen that, that TV show? Nope. Oh, there's, like, an old TV show. It doesn't come on anymore. I think oh. they had maybe, like, I want to say, like, three seasons or something like that, maybe two. Yeah. But uh, it was called How the Lottery Changed My Life. And oh. some of the people, they did okay. Like, they're fine. Yeah. But a lot of the people, I'd say... Maybe sixty to seventy percent of the people that mm -hmm. were on that show went in debt. Like they all went in debt. There was this one uh, woman who had won it. I think she had like a whole family, like a husband and kids and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But uh, they lived in like a trailer park, and mm -hmm. like she bought a Lamborghini, but like didn't really know how to drive it. And so like they just I don't, I don't know if they sold it or what, but they were, they just bought it and was trying to drive it around, and like they sucked at driving it. So that's. It was a, it was a solid wow. probably like three hundred thousand dollar Lamborghini that they just like d ended up doing nothing with because wow. they just blew the money because that's a nice car. I, I everyone else nice has it. Yeah, exactly. I'm wow. just like, that's crazy. One guy really loved like professional wrestling, like WWE type stuff. Uh -huh. So he started his own <laughs> his own wrestling company, okay. broadcast and everything. Uh, didn't do well. Pretty Aww. sure he went into um, into some binding into yeah. debt and yeah. everything with that. Um, there's a lot of them. I think you can YouTube it and watch it, but, oh, uh, yes, <laughs> how, how the lottery changed my life. It was a crazy TV show. Cause it's just so many people over and over again, just terrible with their money. One guy bought like, 
I want to say like 20 cars or something like that just because he, he loved cars, but mm-hmm. he never had the money to like start a car collection. So he's, once he got that lottery money, he just started blowing it on like random cars. Like I really like this 1974 truck that he really liked. So he just bought it. Yeah. And it was just, he just bought car after car after car after car. Dang. I'm like, that's so crazy. Dang. So yeah. Oh, well that's hopefully like, that's what I would do. Um, I don't know. That's just that's just my vision there. Everyone's got their own different vision. Obviously, the guy buying multiple cars, you know, that was, that was his vision. That's what he wanted um, to do. But, like, I don't, I don't know. That gave him peace of mind. Yeah. Because that made him happy. And so that would make me happy. That would give me peace of mind. Because I don't want to have to wake up and worry and, and wonder where, you know, X amount of money is going to come in to help take care of xyz for me i know yeah. i want to be certain of i invested it well or i did the best that i could and, and whatever so i can have that peace of mind yeah I, I i'm a drama factory like inside my <laughs> head like you know so that's what would you do if someone gave you a hundred million dollars man let's talk about this <laughs> <laughs> one thing i would definitely want to do is first of all save a bunch of i don't know how much uh Probably, probably at least twenty five percent of it. So I probably put twenty five million like away, just okay. like save it, and then with the other seventy five million, right there in this bank account, right there. <laughs> yeah, just just look at it every once in a while. And be like, yeah, that's still, still there. Okay. Still there. <laughs> but with the other seventy five million, let me go with that. I would definitely want to like invest in other people's dreams mm. because you never know, like who is out there that just needs money to help them become successful and that's i don't know that's that's really the main goal behind my record label romero records is meant to help propel somebody to that next level so if i never had you on my listeners would never know about you mm-hmm. who are like you know from alabama memphis people yeah they probably know you but everybody from alabama wouldn't know who you are mm-hmm. but now they know who you are like uh bug mega is a guy i bought a beat from and i made a song with him nice uh, he's produced for like big name rappers and whatnot, but he follows you on Instagram. Oh, uh, sweet! Yeah. Thanks. And then, <laughs> did you know Sage before the podcast? No, because I got uh, I followed him or I started um, I started training with him because of you. Yeah, yeah. So like, just me buying the equipment to start a podcast allows other people to start making connections. You're with the each connector. Other. Exactly. Yeah, I, and I don't mind. Like, I don't. I've always said I would love to be a great coach, but I wouldn't care to be like the star player on a team because I like being able to help people mm-hmm. get to where they need to go. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care about being in the limelight and being like the star of the show. I just want to help whoever get to where they want to get to. Mm-hmm. And I can say, oh, that was cool. I helped you do that. But, you know, I don't need all the, the praise and everything. <laughs> but, um, that yeah, so th- that's one thing I would really like to do is just be able to, even with my record label, like bring some musicians in and help them um, help them get signed to a major label. If that's what they want to do, that's what I would like to help them do. I don't, I don't want to like, you know, make people sign a contract and like, now you owe me all this money. No, like I want to give, I want to help people like get their money and then get to where they want to go because I don't really care to to make money off of people. I, I would rather help put money in other people's pockets. That's um, so cool. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, that's that would, that's probably what I would do with a majority of if I got like a large sum of money is mm-hmm. just start finding ways that I can like help other people like just grow. 
just grow into Let me know when else. you start that because I got some great <laughs> ideas. I'm telling you, yeah. like, I'm, I got some good ideas. And plus, that's just like, that's, that's stuff for you to do. Like, if you get, if people who have money and say that they're bored just don't talk to enough people. Mm. <laughs> true <laughs> true <laughs> i mean that's that's got to be it because if you just start talking to people you'll find something to do with that money yeah for sure and i i don't know i think it's and that's why i like doing the podcast because i get to learn i get to learn about people what they're doing mm-hmm. and what they're trying to do and i can start like helping them out so mm-hmm. like what you know what i want to do later is like start going to stores and maybe get you sponsored by cafe electric so <laughs> i go there all the time guys i go there all the time <laughs> so that's it's just something that like i i wouldn't have known about that restaurant if you hadn't uh, been posting it mm-hmm. and it's a good restaurant and um there's also a place i want to go to as well as um Restaurant, or I, think, I think it's called G Town Hub. At least that's the. I G-Town. think that's their I- Instagram. Okay. Do you even know what it is? Um, I feel I uh, maybe. So I know there's go- a few names called the Hub or something like that. Okay, so uh. we can probably go to it for the first time. I think I, I think I actually saw Trey uh, Stafford had posted it recently. Okay, but I, I saw it like a long time ago when I was. I think I was just um, on Instagram on the search, just Ooh. like searching like. Might have searched like Memphis or Germantown or something. Okay. And um, it popped up. But they have like, I think what they're trying to um, sell to people is like healthy smoothies or something like that. I know they have like ice cream and some other stuff, but I think it's supposed to be like a healthier version of a lot of stuff. Okay. it's, it looks really good. Like all their stuff looks amazing. So hmm. we'll have to check that out as well. Yay! Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's that's pretty much what I do with my stuff. That is so cool. The connector. Um, as you were talking, I you said you would love, you know, to be the coach, but you would not care to stand behind and help be the, you know, like I don't I don't know all these terminologies, but be behind, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and help the people and not be in the limelight. Yeah. I think a lot of people yeah, they don't they don't know where they need to stand. Mm. So I want to be a star, right? If you want to be a star, you got to put X, Y, and Z into it. Can I just already be a star? <laughs> no, you, yeah, yeah. you, you can't. Exactly. And so, and so, some people want to be a star, but then some, like some people, actually would much rather be back here because they love to be the connector, or they love to give the ideas, or they love to do this and love to do that. Yeah. And so, I think that was so cool, and for you to be honest in the fact of, yeah, I would love to, but. I really do find a passion with this too. So I'm happy either way. Yeah. So that's, I, I really hope whoever listens to this, they find that, that passion and, and be okay with themselves if, if they actually find themselves in this position, yeah. you know, like helping out. So that was cool. That was cool. Yeah. Really. I think a lot of people struggle with their identity. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I mean, especially nowadays with like people who they just basically have like all these different social media accounts. Like I've, if you if you type in somebody famous, can I say something real quick? Go ahead. I thought about the office, you know, with Dwight, and he he's got a wig and an outfit for every person in the. What I don't remember that one. You know, and so he was saying how I can't remember in what episode this was, but he was um, pretending to be Pam because he was getting um he was Dwight was getting Jim with a snowball. And he, he dressed up as Pam. Oh and, my God. and Jim thought it was from behind. And so he threw a snowball at him. And Jim was like, oh my gosh, like I thought you were Pam. Do you have outfits for everybody? He said, yes, I do. And then it shows him <laughs> in different segments. Yo, I don't remember that one at all. I'm sorry. So, and that's what I thought. 
lot of them. I'll have to look that one up. <laughs> you know, people got so many different social media accounts. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so many things. What, what kills me is like just seeing people with like nothing as their like profile picture. Because I'm so big about Jackson Henderson. Okay. Like I love for people to know who Jackson Henderson is. Mm-hmm. Like I actually, um, I was talking with my sister the other day and um, – I was I was just telling her about how like I've got the podcast or something. I, I was just telling her that um, just getting me out there or something like that. And she was like, "That that's going to make you like vulnerable. Like p- people are going to know everything about you." And I was like, "That's all part of the plan." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I I love for people to know everything about me because I feel like that's a very people when people know everything about you, they feel like they can connect with you more. It's kind of like that politician thought, mm-hmm. like. It's when I can be honest with people, like I'm not hiding anything from anybody. Again, that's why I like the podcast being the longer format is so that people can see my real thoughts. They can see, you know, what I'm actually saying. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like I'm, I'm just saying stuff just to, you know, just to say it and for it to sound good. Like this, this is who I really am. This is not a script, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I didn't memorize lines or anything. I'm just speaking my mind. Yeah. And so being able to. Like, like the people who have all like the social media accounts and stuff like that, like being able to show people who you really are, I think drastically changes like how people view you. And oh man, I just, <laughs> I just, I just have a rant all the time about people who just aren't real. You know what I mean? Like they just, they're just fake and you can obviously see it. And yeah. It hurts. <laughs> yeah. But then they got the most followers, you know, yeah. and they've got the X amount of money, you know, and, and I think a part of us, I, I, I'm, I'm being real here. A part of me would love to just not be real. A part of me would love to give in because it's easy, you know, it's yes. easy yeah. to just, uh, you know, show, you know, nudity. It's easy yeah. to um, go along and riot, you know, with whatever people are writing about, you know, it, it's yeah. easy to do that because everybody else is doing exactly. it. But whenever it would, it would just be a lot better and life would be smoother. But then again, it's like, that's, that it yeah, that's not me. Yeah. That's not me. It's like, that's, that that's you. not my character. And, like, I, I love you guys, you know, but this is how I want to communicate with the world. And for me, it is being vulnerable and, and, and it may take a little longer to get where I'm going. That's okay. Um, one thing Jada Smith said, and I, I love it. Um, she talked about how if you go to bed at night and you like and you did something that, you know, compromised your integrity, then you shouldn't have done that because you're not being true to yourself. Yeah. And that's so, and that's just like, I don't have TikTok because I don't, I don't want it, you know, because I don't, I don't want to be a part of other things too. Not to say like it's anything wrong with it, yeah. but I, for me right, right now, I have no use of it. So why exactly. am I going to get on, on exactly. it just because so many other people have the account when I've got my Instagram and my Facebook doing just fine for me, you yeah. know? Um, and so I, I don't feel comfortable with expanding myself because that's right now that's not a part of me, yeah. you know? And so yeah, it, it's crazy how we have all these different digital personas because even TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram, like you've seen those memes going out, right, where it says, um, here's your LinkedIn, here's oh, your yeah, Facebook, yeah. <laughs> Instagram, here's your Tinder. Yeah. Why is Tinder 
in there. Yeah, exactly. It's not a, exactly. I mean, it's a social media. It's supposed to be linked platform. to your Facebook anyway. I mean, yeah, like <laughs> it, that should have been, I don't know, like oh, Snapchat, TikTok, yeah, yeah. you know, because those are other brand promotions that are being out there. I get that they're trying to be funny and it yeah. was cute, but then it's, it's like, Maybe that's another way that people are being authentic in yeah. the sense of we all, I mean, we all, all are sexual, you know, yeah. like we are human beings. And yeah. so like, is that just your naughty side coming out too? Like, yeah, hey, yeah. that's kind of funny. But at the same time, like me thinking about it, like that's all of our digital personas. And yeah. now like everyone is like coming out with that. But it's, yeah. it's like that. I think that's what's driving us even more away because now I've got to act like this on Snapchat, got to act like this on Facebook, on Instagram, and now you're left with your bare bones of who am I? Exactly. Yeah. Who am I? That's that's one thing that I try to do on all my social media. Like you know, some people are like, so LinkedIn is supposed to be the professional one. Yes. I'm, I'm about to break down that whole meme. Let's go. So if you, <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't seen the memes, so yes. in the top left-hand corner, people will have like a, a LinkedIn. So that's going to be your, yeah, that's going to be your professional side. And then your top right side is the Facebook. So that's going to be your, it's kind of fun, but hey, I'm not doing anything crazy. Instagram is like, this is the most perfect picture of me. Like, I look the best, and I'm better than everybody else. Boom. For me, it's food. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Tinder is, like, your sexy side. So that's just, like, how. <laughs> your wild side. Yeah, it's that's, crazy. It's supposed to be, like, the craziest side of you and the one that, you know, you want people to be like, ooh, they're fun or whatever. Yeah. So personally, m- me, myself, I try to be as. I try to be the same on all my stuff. So my mm-hmm. LinkedIn, my Facebook, and my um, my Twitter as well, and then my uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, there are obviously certain things that I will post on my Facebook that are different than my Twitter or mm-hmm. my Instagram that are different from my LinkedIn and stuff like that. Because I mean. LinkedIn, yes, is for business. That's Mm -hmm. the whole purpose of it. And then Facebook is for like friends and stuff like that. Uh, Instagram is really for anything, like really. But uh, my Twitter, I specifically started using it for sports. That's the only reason why I use it. That's the only people I follow. I follow like a a hundred and something accounts, and it's like sports writers and Alabama football fans and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So that's pretty much all I use it for. Uh, my Instagram, I follow a lot of music people and like inspirational people. Like I follow Gary V. Uh, what's that dude? The real Tarzan. Mm. Okay, he used to post like some really cool animal stuff um, and stuff like that. I used to yeah. follow like a bunch of pit bull pages and stuff like that, like animal stuff. Um, but so yeah, that's my Instagram. My Instagram is more for like music and just like content. So I'll post like. Um, if I take like a really cool video or something mm-hmm. like that, I'll post that. I posted that um, the New Year's video. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like that's that's my Instagram, and then Facebook is just kind of like whatever. Like mm-hmm. I post cool thoughts, like inspirational type stuff. Like um, I might say something like, uh, "Whatever you plan on doing today, get it done." Something something simple like that. Yeah. So that's my Facebook type of stuff. But some people, <laughs> some people literally are completely different live for it (laughs) and it's like it's like they feel like that's the way you're supposed to be Mm -hmm. that's that's just the the energy i get from that it's just some people feel like you are literally supposed to be a different human being 
from real life and each one of those different platforms. Oh, yeah. No, I literally, I was hanging out with some friends last year. I literally witnessed this, and I couldn't believe it from my own my own eyes. Like, so <laughs> I, I really couldn't. Um, this so is in front of me. Yeah. What? So um, hanging out with a bunch of, uh, of my friends and some other uh, girls come along. <laughs> like, all right, cool. And so I was, I was being blunt Amber, um, and I, I said, hi. I know she heard me. And so I said, okay, I'm doing fine. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. It's like, no, it's cool. All, the whole time, just looking at her phone. So then we were, we were all playing music, you know, like I don't, I don't like to hold grudges or anything like that. And I thought it was funny in the sense of <laughs> playing music and she posts and she like, I don't know if she did Instagram or Snapchat. I don't know. She probably did both. And so she's doing some like sexy dances and then other people join in. It's like, mm. oh, yeah, cool, cool. And then after she posts, she sits down and does nothing for the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, 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 I'm looking I'm looking at my friend. Like, did you just see this? Yes. Wow. What is she doing? And she just, she just sits there. And I, I couldn't be, like believe it. I, I mean. We're talking about it in the sense of, yeah, yeah, this is our digital persona. Like, people feel like they've got to be it. I've never witnessed it until that moment. Yeah. You yeah. know, I see people on their phones looking at it all the time. But that's looking and, you know, maybe even doing some simple posting. But this was literally living it in the sense of, I've got to look and act like this for this channel, this channel. Now I'm about to sit down and post it. Maybe read some more, and I'm sure she enjoyed her night after yeah. she left the place, after she got done posting. But it just made me feel sad in the sense of, wow, you are like you're around new people, yeah. you could be interacting with, and uh, I get I get posting. I'm not against it because obviously many people make money off of it, yeah, so yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. But it's just a sense of it's literally taking your your whole being, your whole personality, your whole. Uh, interaction with being a human with someone else that whole connecting away just because you want to continually be on your phone it's crazy yeah it's it's sad as you said it's, it's sad because people as i said people just i don't know they just don't know how to be themselves they feel like they have to put on a front in front of people and i'm i'm not that way i do act differently around, around certain people yeah, around yeah. certain people yeah. because it's just it just makes sense like mm -hmm. You know, if you're around your boss, you shouldn't talk the same way you do around, like, your best friends or whatever. Mm -hmm. You can say, you know, some of the similar things. You can still be you. There's a boundary, though. Yeah, but there's certain, like, certain words you might not want to say or there's certain, like, a certain way you might not talk. Like, a lot of people I work with are older than me. Mm. So, like, I don't use certain words because they're, they're just literally not going to understand what I'm what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, there's that. But then there's also, like... You know, some people say, they say like, um, gosh, what is the videos? There's these videos that, um, is it cut? No, it's not cut. Shoot, I can't think of the name. Of it. But so it's, these, it's a YouTube channel and they have like videos where people um, are supposed to like stand on lines. Okay. And it's like you either like somewhat agree or. <gasps> I know what you're talking, you know what talking about. about. Yeah. It's a big study, and they'll, they'll ask different like questions, yeah, yeah. and it's a huge room. Yes, 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 yeah. I cannot think of the name. Of it. I, I can't think of it either, but I know what you're talking about. Ooh, yeah. they get real. Yeah. Ooh. So one of them was um, it was black people. It was okay. all black people, and they were asking them. Um, I don't know if it was like art. Do do you act the same around like everybody? I don't remember what the question was, but I know that became the topic yeah. because the, one of the guys was like. 
everybody knows all black people got a, a white a white people ver a, a white people voice and a black people voice. <laughs> and I was dying. <laughs> and one of the guys was like, "I think that's wrong because you shouldn't change who you are just to just yeah. to like please white people or something like that." Yeah. And he was like, "That's not what I'm saying." He was like. I I have to talk a certain way around certain people just because that's just, you know, they're going to naturally understand, like, mm-hmm. what I'm saying and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You can't talk the same way around everybody. That doesn't yeah. mean you're changing who you are. You're yeah. still you, but you're just socially aware. Yes. I guess that's the best way to phrase it. You're socially aware of who you're around. So, I mean, you know, if you're... If you're around a ton of people who are um, not speaking the same language as you, you start like using your hands and like I need to yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> you're changing the way you talk because yes. you're around. You're socially aware of who you're around. Yes. So, yeah. It's, it's pretty much the same concept. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, I agree in the sense uh, in, in everything. It's because I, yeah, like I'm not gonna talk the same way with my boss because we are in a work setting and it, but to me, it, you know, like we'll joke around a little bit, but. Other than that, like, we're at work, you know? And then um, it makes me think of a sermon I listened to. It's called Too Many Friends. And he talked about how we've got three different categories. you got your fans, your followers, and then you got your friends. And so your fans are, like, your camaraderie. You know, they love you from a distance. You know, they love what you're doing. But that's a lot of us fall into this category of telling everybody, or not everybody, all of our fans are secrets. Mm Mm-hmm. And then our fans leave because the next person is doing it better or they like this next person that comes along. And then, you know, things just like start to get, you know, Mr. Ray, because now we're like we trusted somebody that was actually a fan. Then we've got our followers where it's like they help you get to the next level and then they they go on about their way. And then you got your diehard friends that are just always going to be there. And so we all are in a category Even like, uh, so like I have fans, I've got followers and I've got friends, but I am a category into each person as well Hmm. in their own eyes in in the sense of, because I'm not going to go to a fan if I know I've got my best friends to go tell all my secrets to. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to talk to my best friends differently when it comes to personal matters or even joking matters than with the fan, because I know that they're just a fan and I love them, but... I mean, if they're if they've got other best friends, why are they gonna tell me personal stuff too? You know, yeah. like it, it shouldn't. I mean, they can, but we've all got these different categories, you know, of who our friends and our followers and our fans are. And it was just interesting in the sense of, yeah, like I'm not about to go to a fan or a follower if I'm I've, I'm gonna go to my best friend, or if I need a connector, you know, I'm gonna go to a follower to help me get to that next level, you know, or I need a boost real quick, girl, hype me up, you know, <laughs> let me go to my fan. And so it's just interesting, yeah, because every one of these categories have different ways we're gonna talk to them. And it's not, I don't think we should <laughs> change our voice, um, Sometimes we get excited or sometimes we're imitating. Yeah, but we shouldn't change who we are. Just maybe just how we're changing our syntax around the person. Yeah, like you go to work, you have older men. I'm going to use different terminology, you know, to help still keep our our good friendship or our good work relationship uh, there. Yeah, so I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even uh, so my friend DeAndre, he's from Louisiana and (laughs) he'll make fun of the certain things I say and then I'll make fun of way he says stuff because he's got that like deep louisiana accent but it's it's just funny listening to 
just listen to other people talk and like how they react around different people and stuff like that. So I don't, I don't know. It's just identity is just the key thing of this whole like you know topic. Is yeah, people and just need to find it. Yeah, and not get offended too. Yeah, that too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so I actually wanted to ask you about what do you have coming up next. What do I have coming up next? That's a great question. Yeah. Uh, well, I've been recently just helping out a, a good friend of mine. He graduated, or um, well, graduated. He got a certificate with Unbeatable Mind, and so it's a, a program started from a former Navy SEAL commander, Mark Devine. And great, great. I actually got to meet him, so it was really cool. Nice. Anyways, and so I help. I, I've been helping him with his website and and marketing things. So that's been really nice having that. And I, 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 right now, I'm just going to continue on doing that. What I want to do uh, for myself is being able to really start to get this motivational speech and public speaking actually going and yeah. like structuring a business with it. Because I want to be able to go and do that. And I want to be able to travel. How are you doing it? Uh, how am I doing it? Just like I've always been doing it, <laughs> following people and if they need workshops. And I, and, and, okay, for going back to putting in the man hours, right? Uh, I've got to do a lot of things for free for the time being yep. until I can actually build up a good quote unquote clientele list of who I've and events that I've been speaking at. To, to stop you right quick. What's up? Everybody who's listening, work for free. <laughs> you don't understand how much that means to the people that you do work for mm -hmm. because you're putting that free work in. Mm -hmm. And if you're, so if you're good at it, they're going to recognize, and then they're probably going to tell other people about it. Yep. If you suck at it, guess what? You deserve to be working for free. Yep. <laughs> so we're winning, right? Yeah. So, all right, continue. <laughs> no, like that's a good point. Exactly. All of that. You can't just expect to, yes, this is what I want to do. You should pay me X amount. You hadn't even tried it, you know, you hadn't tested the waters or anything like that. And you, there's so many, I feel like I'm involved so much, even just from that last week. So like I told you, I did it one time in Memphis. And then as I was on the plane, I got all my books spread out. And now here I am adding and taking away. And then I created longer. So you're constantly evolving. And the, the more that you actually can go and give free speeches, then the better that you can understand what groups of audiences that you like You're going to get those to. reps in. You're going to get yes. a lot more practice because people, people are like, oh, shoot, Amber charges $600 to speak. We don't have that in our budget. Oh, Amber's free? <laughs> Let's bring her on this yeah, week? Like, Let's bring her on next we week? We got her in. Yeah, so we got her in. We can fit her in. And yeah, I've been able to speak at uh, some school events. So that's been great here in Memphis, out in California. So that's what I want to do. Follow a bunch of other different organizations in different states to be able to go fly out there again and, and speak for free until I can start to structure and get this business really going. Because that's, that's what I want to do. Uh, it's funny, my friend, she always likes to tell me how um, she, she listened to different motivational speakers too. And she says, one day, I'm going to be listening to you. I'm <laughs> like, oh my gosh, like that's, that's my best friend. That's not my follower, that's not my fan, that's my best friend, you yeah. know? Um, and I that just makes me so happy. It's just like, okay. So whatever season anybody is going through, you know, there are things that you need to be learning to help get you. So I, I've been going through a hard season and I've just been thinking in the sense of, okay, I've gotten over this hump and this is going to help motivate someone else later in the yeah. future. And so it's just 
in that holding pattern, man, in that holding pattern, being consistent with it, even writing it down. And that's been, that's been challenging because then that's just, that's just another way of being vulnerable. Do you write your goals? Yeah. Oh yeah. I I don't do that at all. You don't? No. I've got a vision board (laughs) on my phone. Really? Yes. And so it actually, I know I've been talking a lot about spiritual things, but I'm not really a religious person, but I do love my prayer life. Mm -hmm. I don't go to a specific church. Anyway, so there is a verse in the Bible that talks, I think it's in Habakkuk. Um, I think it's like Habakkuk 2.2. And it says where, um, write down your goals and, ah, this next verse actually may be somewhere else, but this verse says if where there's no vision, the people perish. Mm-hmm. That says a lot right there. Yeah. So write down your goals. That's in Habakkuk 2 2. And then it's so important to, for your vision to be known. Yeah. It also talks about once you write down your goals, so as you're running, you can see it. So that like indicates that the sense. fact that you've got to put action into your plan. So as, because other people A, are going to come along and is your goal, your vision so clear to the point that the people that are running with you, like being the connector, I want to yeah. help this person go do this and go do that. Well, you know that this is their goal because they told you. So yeah. now you're running with them. So is your goal, your vision so clear that the people that are going to be helping you, they can literally look at your vision board and know what you want to do. Very suspe- uh, um, specific. Yeah. So that, I write down my goals. Sense. I I sense. write down all of my goals, no matter how small or how big they are, because there's something powerful about the spoken word. So as soon as it's out there, now everything, the universe, call what you want, is going to help align you to it. Yeah. And adversity is going to come with it. So you just gotta gotta be prepared. Now you also gotta be prepared what you pray about and what you write down because if it's a big goal well then you're gonna go through some shit to get you to to that part so yeah i absolutely write down all of my goals and i've got a vision board on my phone to remind me every day (laughs) actually every 10 seconds i look at my phone you know like should i have bought (laughs) 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 that whole cafe eclectic place should i have done that for my goal you know like so like yeah like it's 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 a powerful thing that's pretty neat. Okay. Yeah. So you've got, so you want to be a, a speaker with people. Um, have you ever, I, did you, I don't want to say that you did, but you, and you didn't. Have you been to a Tony Robbins before? I have. Okay. I have. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I feel like she's been he to hugged one. hugged me. Okay, that's he right. He hugged okay. me. He that's hugged right. me. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> so, okay, this is what happened. I actually, I wasn't supposed to have been there. Hmm. And the only reason why I was there is because I went out to California following my dreams and I met a person. I'm trying to be real, you know. And I met a person and we still talked for uh, a few years and we still connected. Hmm. And he had a client that was actually a part of Tony Robbins' speaking event. Oh, wow. So he had me come up so he can hang out with me and so he can see me. So, yeah. So that's what I mean. Like, I wasn't supposed to be there, um, but it was so kind of him to do that for me. And so I was able to go backstage. Now, no one could go because Gary uh, Vaynerchuk was there, too. Really? Yes. And so I got photos and some videos of him. He didn't. Mm. He didn't. I was. I would have loved a hug <laughs> too, but that didn't happen. But for Tony and Gary, um, everybody that was backstage could not be back there for just high security clearance. Wow! Um, but other speakers were there, and it was so so cool. Um, and yeah, I remember 
it was so funny <laughs> jackson because um my my friend's client and they're also good friends too he was like okay amber the the client you know his name is joseph hella cool he's like, all right amber i've got my friend here and i need you to go and like secure seats I got you. So I said, and so I walked around. I felt like I owned that place. I was walking up to every <laughs> security person. I said, and I knew some of them too yeah. because of the car ride over. I was like, hey, Daniel, hey, Mark, I need X, Y, Z. Um, and they're like, all right, we're going to direct you over here. I'm like, cool. Hey, ma'am, security, I need X, Y, Z. Okay. And so That's awesome. <laughs> like I, that so cool. Um, and so I was able to help out with that. And so Tony comes on. It was amazing. And he was doing, I was sitting... Uh, in the front row, and he was doing different examples of just what he, he we were all interacting together, mm. doing um, different skits, I guess you can call it. And so, I remember the first after he got done with the first skit, I remember looking at him and I said, in my mind, just staring at him, "You're gonna use me in an example. <laughs> I don't know how, but you're gonna use me." And so then, like, he kept going through the skit and the very last skit. And so we're all standing up, you know, like, blood's flowing. And he's, he comes down and he said, all right, for this next uh, exercise, uh, I want you to go up to this person and act like you, you know, they're the love of your life and you've known them for a very long time and blah, blah, blah. And But he's like, this is how I want you to do it. And he stops, turns, looks in my direction, starts running towards me. And my friend said, all I did was this. he picked me up and spun me around and my friend was able to get a few pictures like that was the best thing ever oh my gosh i'm a tony robbins just cuter and really small (laughs) 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 really small and so yeah um and then they did another uh show in atlanta with all of all of the speakers and they did an advertising mm-hmm. and I was part of the clip for the advertising. Oh nice. And so they got me like clapping my hands like this and it was it was super cool. That's awesome. I freaking loved it. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. But I I'd ask you that because I was curious on like, you know, who you've um who you've been able to talk to that you, I guess, like idolize or stuff like that. Cause that's, that's a, that's a, that's a neat, uh, experience for people. So if you're a musician mm-hmm. being able to speak to somebody who you, um, idolize as far as like in your industry, not everybody gets to do that. So yeah. that's, that's, that's awesome that you got to, I got a hug yeah, and exactly. I got the transfer of energy like that. Exactly, you know, yeah. I would, I would love to sit down and have a conversation with, Tony with Gary V. I I honestly love Will and Jada Smith. I would freaking love that. Okay. They do a lot of great motivational things. Uh, I've been listening to Terry Crews a little bit, so I'd okay. love to sit down and his I didn't story. Know that he did stuff. Yeah, like he that. did. A, uh, he did like a few speeches, um, and it was I think it was at a an award show or something. Mm. Um, but it was really it was really inspiring. It's like mm. that's and just to hear his story too. I would love to meet The Rock because I love his story and his background and how he just like he just kept going. And so yeah, yeah. one of my favorite lines from him is he said, "I've I've got this wall." up against my back and I've, I've got to push forward, you know, like mm. here's the hard spot, but you know, like it's going to stay there, but I got to keep going. Yeah. And so I would love to like sit down and have conversations like that. So yeah. I got to meet Mark Devine, um, part okay. of that unbeatable mind, the former Navy SEAL commander. And I got to talk to him a little bit, got to speak to his wife. And so I even asked her about identity stuff mm. in the sense of I'm, I am masculine with my personality and a few things. I do love to work out and I do love to do a few things that um, probably is not deemed 
like a woman trait, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and so um, like archery and fighting and stuff like that, like training and that stuff. And so I asked her, I said, you know, like I am dominant in my personality and it seems like to me you are too. And how do you handle that? Like how do you manage it? And she said, I, you know, it's like the yin and the yang. We, we've got a little bit of both. And she's like, yeah, I'm feminine and I'm a, I'm a woman. And so when my masculine trait is coming out, I, I ask it you know, to be kind to my other side and vice versa. And I've never thought of it in that sense because if I'm taking, you know, my my big old like arts away from myself, my big masculine traits or not speaking like how I would want to, I'm taking a huge chunk of myself away. Mm -hmm. And that's not fair to me. That's not fair to anybody else because then my purpose on this earth is obviously the skill that I have. So then I'm not helping anybody. So it's like, okay, that was really cool. So it's like, how can I start inviting my identity in? So yeah. I got to meet her, the wife of a uh, former Navy SEAL commander. That was cool. And just like, yeah, like part of my idol right there with him, that was having that conversation. That was neat. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, like being lead a leader in that sense, that's great. It's huge responsibility. <laughs> um, got I've got a lot of work to do, uh, but... Yeah, I would love to have sit down conversations like that yeah. all over again. Are there any like uh, specific goals that you plan on meeting that you like to share about? I guess uh, just like short term goals, not not nothing like huge, just like short term goals. Like within next month, I want to do this or something like that. Hmm. Well, within uh, okay, so I guess like not not really, not man. That that's actually a good question because a lot of mine is just like. This is my end goal. Yeah, they are big goals, but I've got to bite it down smaller, you know, or like chunk it down, you know, to where I can actually like bite it instead of, you know, like what's with that terminology, you know what I'm saying? Um, So, ah, man, I think I think for me and my next step is actually to form the the business for that motivational speaking. Okay. And once I do that within the next month, then I, I want to be able to actually reach out to different influencers or Instagram people that I follow or even uh, businesses here and start asking if I can come speak for free or reaching out to schools like that. I think that would be the best one. Yeah. We might could try that um, today. Maybe like see if we can get like commercials in. That's right. Tell them what we might do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm real excited. Yeah. So, I mean, so there's G-Town Hub I'd like to go to today. Uh, we could check out uh, Cafe Electric. And I actually called, what is the name? Margie's 901. Do you know what that is? I've heard of We Are 901 or 901 Memphis or this 901. Is Margie's, it's an ice cream slash like cupcake slash, I don't know. They have Where a is stuff. it at? It is. Located, yeah. Okay, so, you know, what's that like? The very center of is that Midtown? I must say that sounds like Midtown. Talking about Overton Square. It's not Overton Square. Cooper Young. This is next to um, like so where Bill Street is. Yes. And like where the train goes through. Central Central Station. Okay, so it's that area where like you everybody can just like walk down the street and whatnot. There's like a ton of restaurants right there. There's like Huey's. I guess I guess. Oh, yeah, you're, know you're talking about Main Street in general. Yeah. 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 So it's like right there. It's called Margie's 901. 
And they do like ice cream and cupcakes, cakes, stuff like that. I called them. I called the owner and I told her I want to do like pictures and stuff like that. She she told me to email her, send her like uh, any of my work that I've already done. And she hasn't contacted me back. But I was like, man, I really just wanted you to say, yeah, meet me Saturday or something like that. And yeah. Come in. But she, she didn't. So I might just. We can just pop in. Pop in. That's, that's, that's you what I do. You haven't replied yet, yeah. so I'm going to pop in. <laughs> that's what I would say. I haven't received an email back from you. I just, I'm here in town. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> so, I mean, because, I mean, honestly, I told her, I was like, I, I work for free. Like, I straight up told her. I, she was like, yeah, we can see what kind of work we can do. You know, I'll take a look at your stuff. And yeah. I'm, just like, I'm working for free. Like, I'm telling you this. Yeah. So, what is the issue with just telling <laughs> What's me? What's the problem? Just just tell me to come by and, and then start doing stuff. Because I'm telling you, I'll, I'll just do it. Mm. I'll just I'll just stop in, take some pictures, take some video, and then I'll give it We're back good. to you. Yeah. We're golden. So, but anyways, yeah, that's what I like to do today is for us to just go to random spots and then we'll, I mean, we can buy, you know, like something or anything and then just like show us, you know, eating the food or whatever and I thought that'd be cool as far as like, you know, giving that company some material. Yeah. And by the way, so. <laughs> say it, have, say have it. You, have you been to Stax? No, I have not. It's pretty good. Is it? Yeah, okay. it's really good. But, I've heard uh, like good and bad things. Yeah, I, I had Louise on and I was asking, she said something about Stax. She was talking about like a recording studio, I think. or <gasps> oh, like Oh, the Stax yeah. Museum. Actually, I think she was talking about like an academy. Like a like a stacks academy okay. for like music or something. Okay, like I thought she was talking about the restaurant. <laughs> oh, two different I, pages. I was, like, I was like, oh, I was just there, and she, <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, you're not talking about <laughs> the pancake place. <laughs> there were some pancakes, yeah. and it was great. Yeah, but anyway, so yeah, stacks was pretty good, but okay. yeah, I, I gave them my card and stuff, but no contact. That's what kills me is when I tell people I w- I want to do stuff with them, but I get no reply. Well, we're in a fast-paced society too, so it's like they're they're busy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, true. Busy. They, they are busy, but at the same time, like, I yeah, I'm doing it for free. Yeah, yeah. and so surely that should stand out. But yeah. you just gotta, you gotta, you gotta be yeah. consistent. There's there's so many people that um, I just I want to like just start knocking them out. Just like start, you know, giving people my cards, calling the companies and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I went on a spree of asking. Um, is it Rhodes? Is that the name of the university that's in Memphis area? Well, we've got the private college, Rhodes College, and then the University of Memphis. So that's U of M. It's it's Rhodes. Okay. So um, I found their website okay. and then found like their faculty page and started emailing all of their like professors to get them on the podcast. Zero replies. <laughs> just so you know, again, this is hard work just for free yeah. stuff. Free. Free yeah. stuff. Yeah, it, yeah. It's a lot. So I was like, dang, that sucks. Because I've been awesome to have like a bunch of like professors. So they're experts in mm-hmm. what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I can just, you know, talk to them about whatever. And so that'd be, you know, free information for everybody mm-hmm. to listen to. But yeah, that Pop, didn't turn out Show well. up. Yeah. Just, just show up. Yeah, I that's, mean, that's what I thought about doing. I've done that school. so many times with so many other different businesses just for, you know, for work. And it's amazing what you can do with a smile yeah, and you're yeah. being genuine and you're actually there, uh, you know, not bullshitting anybody. Like I I'm here because I feel like it can help benefit you. And then of course it can help benefit us. But exactly. most importantly, we're creating a business to business type of promotion. Like this is like me with the marketing side with this business, right? Yeah. We're creating this type of promotion and going on would love for you to be a part of it. And a lot of it, and sometimes I would email, but a lot of the times I would just show up because I don't, I, 
we can set up something later but i just kind of want to know yes or no so i can yeah. you know continue on and it's nothing something mean or rude as long as you don't come across like that yeah and exactly. so like just just show up i do that all the time i just popped up like. you don't have to i actually contacted the guy who owns uh this g-town hub or whatever and um he said i think i asked him for a podcast i don't think i asked him for like pictures or video to do that for him. i think i asked him and he said yeah and then i think he just asked me for a time okay. like a date and time and I messaged him again, but he didn't respond back. He might not have seen it because I don't follow him and he doesn't follow me. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like that weird like request. Oh, yeah. Like it's in another section. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah it with Instagram. The, like a limbo. It's like a the request limbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's I just kind of floating out there. Yeah. So he, he might not have even seen it. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we can just stop by there or something. But, uh, yeah. Got anything else? No, I don't. We did a we did a lot today. Yeah, we yeah. did. It was good. Yeah. That's, I said that's what I like about doing long podcasts. We, yeah, it was great. So. I think a lot of the viewers got a ton of information. Yeah, take notes. Sure. Take notes. We're having a quiz next time, right? <laughs> for sure. Just kidding. But um, yeah, so uh, thanks for everybody listening to the podcast. Yes. And, uh, stay tuned for next time. Bye, guys. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to Romero Records Podcast on your favorite platform. Whenever you get the chance, if you haven't done so already, please hit subscribe. Subscribing lets me know that there are people actually listening. If you don't hit subscribe, I have no idea that you're listening to this podcast. None whatsoever. Also, if you need some visuals, you can go to YouTube. That's right. The podcasts are on YouTube. So if you go to YouTube, type in Romero Records Podcast, whatever episode you want to check out, I've got them all on there so you can get some visuals of me and the guests that I bring on. So hit subscribe on YouTube as well. Like whatever podcast you're watching and then also leave a comment. Say some stuff about whatever the episode you're watching and that would be awesome. Thank you for everyone tuning in and stay tuned.